Bonus point if you can name every new item on the shelf. No, this is the wrong. Come on, person. you can do that. I can't remember last week, let alone my childhood. Hulk Hogan, The Undertaker. You are is getting that, old, Is that you? British Bulldog? Mm. Don't bring that up. Don't bring that up on camera. <laughs> I won't Don't bring, bring the up. latest debacle up on camera. Um, I'm eating the mic, sorry. <laughs> Legion of Doom. That's British Bulldog on the end, right? That's British Bulldog. Remember his real name? Or his actual stage, stage name? Was it his stage name? Real name? No. <clears throat> David Boy Smith. And you told me that last week. That's how bad my memory is. That we is, had this conversation well, last week. Well, I'm, I'm, here, like, I'm here to like test you. to keep you've your, got hit in the head a lot more than keep me. Keep your grey matter that's saying something, isn't it? Yeah. 18 van. 18 van. Good call. I don't know. The... I feel like this mic's a long way away this time around. Mm. Well, that's in a different position. Has everything moved? Let me get a situation. Oh, a few bits. Yoga frog's still here. Of course. Can't move yoga frog. Got a lot of comments on the bottle, which yeah. means that we've got to get them up before this podcast goes live. So by the time this podcast goes live, you'll be able to buy one of these. We'll get them up. We'll get them up as soon as possible. I put it in the foreground, the warm. They've literally just landed. That's why they're not on the site. Yeah, they will be up. Www.fullreptile.co.uk. They will be up. Um, right. How are you? I'm all good. Do we need to do? Do we need to? Um, do we need to talk about my beautiful? We do shirt? need to talk about these lovely garments. Oh, oh. it's been doing that a bit. It's I don't know on. what's going on. I'm not sure. Maybe mm. it's all the toys around it. <laughs> Maybe something's like radioactive or magnetic. TV's feeling nostalgic. Why is this feeling so far away today? I don't know, but. The setup is slightly different. Okay. You set it up. Yes, Merino, Unbound Merino are back on board. We love Unbound, don't we? We do. We do. They have got I've got shorts this time around. Great gear, lovely. Fortunately, uh, I did my squats today, so I'm going to... You got them on? I no. got them on. It's a bit too cold Excellent. in here, isn't it? You keep yeah, talking about how cold it is. It's like Dracula's lair in here. <laughs> Horrific. <laughs> always cold. It's, Pete, everyone always says that. I'm, I'm often too warm in this house. Yeah, I don't My gaff. Anyway, Unbound Merino are back on board. They're sponsoring us again. They have a beautiful collection of clothing, don't they? they do. Hoodies, sweats, t-shirts, shorts, socks, pants, all kinds of stuff. If you would like 20% off, then use the code OUTLAW. Are you sure? The you sure it's not full reptile? Definitely OUTLAW. I've just checked it. Uh, use the code OUTLAW and you will get 20% off your purchases. Big shout out to Unbound. We love them. They're um, very, very cool gear. Very cool. Gear. Very nice stuff. We're also supported by X-Brain. Again, we've been working quite closely with them. So they're, they're basically supporting our pro team up at Hardy Warled MMA. And we are using their... I've been using that. Super high strength. Super high strength. Anyway, we've been using their um, whey protein and their casein protein as part of our post-workout recoveries up at the gym. And it's great stuff. Um, they have a wide selection of, of supplements and, of course, they have all of the Onnit products. So anyone here in the UK, you can always save yourself some shipping and some time. You won't be able to read that. No, it's too small. With your is this eyes. another age joke? You won't be able to read that, <laughs> would you? Is this another age With joke? With your eyes, you'd be doing one of them. Oh, it's My dad. Good. I think you just start, as soon as you have a kid, 
it's like twenty percent of you goes to the kids, so you just deteriorate. And you've had you've had three, three so, yeah, so I mean yeah, you're you're down to the 40%. one I used to be. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I like your uh, I like your maths. <clears throat> Whereas I have yet to procreate, so, so you are hundred percent of who you are. Hundred percent, which is way too much is, for the real which world. Which was average at best. This is why I contain myself in here within <laughs> these walls. Uh, just to finish off the X brain point, if you use the code Full Reptile, you will get ten percent off at checkout. Do you remember that scene out of Dumb and Dumber where he goes to put <laughs> <laughs> sprays it out the side? I was thinking I want to see his little bottles. Yeah, I, I leave that in here because I sit in here every day. So I have a little a little spray. And Wolverine reminds me, just gives me a little nudge. Good stuff. What else do we to talk about? Oh, well, should we talk about some fights? Yeah. Should We've we? got a lot of fights to talk There's about. There's loads of fights to talk Been about. Been a busy... Um... I'm starting with Triller. Oh, okay. I'm oh, starting with Triller. I'm not... I'm not partaking. Start, you have not watched it, have you? No. You've been resistant. Have no. you you've seen I've at been least seen the highlight? I've been sent the like, knockout. Is it a I've been sent the knockout. I'm not sure the Americans will vibe with this word. I feel like it's very British, but the gobshite got his wind in there. <laughs> it's a good word for him. In my opinion, if you're relatively okay at one part of combat, one part of one part of combat, you shouldn't be a gobshite. You should shut your mouth and you should keep working until you're good at all parts of combat. And then maybe you can say whatever you want. But, you know... Is this what happens when you get famous through the internet, though? This is what you would ask yourself. Yeah, maybe. Like, his world is entirely unrealistic. He's yeah. 24 years old. He has an entourage. He had a, a, a fucking robot. They're as well. Do you see them speaking to, to Woodley? Of course they are. But what he... What, we've said this before. Woodley just... <laughs> that's the fight. That's the fight to make. Society has created these rules around him where he can behave like that and not get beaten the fuck out of. It's society that is protecting him. <laughs> if you behave like that at any other time... You're trying to blame he's, me. He's going like to get battered. But, you know, you know... I don't mind it. You know... I don't mind it. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a circus, but... But everyone loves the circus. <laughs> I don't mind it. Yeah. I, I mean, just, it's... The, I, the whole, you know... Like music and fights and like there were like twenty six commentators and half of them were wrecked. <laughs> yeah. Like Mario Lopez held the damn thing together because he was actually he's actually a fight fan. Whereas I actually like, heard it was kind of sad listening to Oscar. Right? Oh, dude, it was bad. I mean, like Frank Mir, Frank Mir put a post out yesterday about you know he could be annoyed about the commentary and stuff and like I mean I understand because it was his fight, but they were talking about. Like Oscar was talking about his opponent. Oh, well, that's why he's got nine losses on his boxing record because he's yeah. got no chin. And it was just kind of, it was just a bit as if it wasn't already trashy enough. It was further Laid trash. another level of trash on yeah. top. They, they didn't announce Ben Askren's name correctly. Uh, Mr. Buffer called him Askew, which was unfortunate. <laughs> And then one of Honestly, the commentators said that he's shaped it. like a bag of milk. That is a, that is a great that's reference. Good, that is, I'll yeah. give him that. Yeah, I'll I give like him that, that one. That's, that's some Conor McGregor trash talk, that is. But I don't it, know. It was just, yeah, I, I, did, don't I didn't know. It's just it. not my. I mean, Frank Mead looked look good as a, as a heavyweight. I mean, he's, he's, he's always been able to pack a punch and he's never been particularly light on his feet. You know what I mean? So he went to a decision, right? Yeah, yeah. Against a boxer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. An older guy, but they're both older at this stage. Yeah. If they're cleared medically, I don't mind it. It doesn't bother me at all. No, it's a new challenge for for Frank too, right? He, he's just yeah. looking for new challenges. Yeah. And Bella was in his corner, his daughter was in yeah. his corner, which was cool. cool. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it was just, it was just kind of a it was the whole thing was a weird spectacle. But they did a bunch of buys, and you know, Ben Askren played his role. I don't know why anybody expected it to be any different to that. I I, I don't. It is beyond me how anybody thinks that Ben Askren's MMA career transfers over to fairground boxing because he, mm. he he was like he's he's so good. It's almost like it's almost like having punching power. If you've got punching power, you kind of negate some of the value of learning how to throw the punch correctly. Mm. If you're so good at grappling, to an extent, you can kind of neglect the yeah. other parts of your MMA yeah. game. Like, you don't have to be great at striking because you've got the threat of a takedown. Yeah. So and elite. Can, and, you know, he was elite, elite at course. Doing, at doing what he wanted to do, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, it if it was an MMA fight, it wouldn't have lasted that long, but it would have gone the opposite way. And we all know yeah. that. It's just... And I don't, I mean, you know, Ben Askren was, was laughing and joking about it. I think, you know, he's made bank on it. Fair play Mate, to him. Man, I'll be laughing. The, the problem that most people have is the fact that Jake Paul's got this illusion of himself as some kind of fighter. And, and I don't, I don't know as he, I don't know as he does. I think he's, I mean, he's, you know, he, he is, he has fought two other people that were a similar level to him, which is yeah. like you base know. level. Yeah. You know? And then he, and then he fought Ben Askren who, he was probably the easiest. He was the lowest hanging fruit of the MMA tree. Like, Unless you I, went for Hoist Gracie or something. Like I say, man, the rules are protecting him currently. And yeah. he's acting like he's something that he's Although not. I did notice, though, Chuck Liddell's got the old boot polish out <laughs> to colour his handlebar <laughs> moustache. And he's, he, I think he's looking at coming back. We're wow. going to see him in there against someone next. Him against Roy oh, Jones man. or something. You watch. I don't want to see that. He was, he was like a hero of mine. <laughs> it was so rough first found the sport. It's like a hero of mine. I don't want to see him getting hurt again. Yeah. That was that was nasty towards the end of his career, it weren't it? It was hard to, yeah, it was. hard to watch. All right, can we talk about some real fights now? They were real fights. Well, okay. <laughs> can we talk about some professional fights? It was fights? a real spectacle. It was a real spectacle for sure. <clears throat> yeah, go on then. Paul... Who do you want to see De La Hoya fight on the next Triller card? Just out of interest. I think you should fight him and dust him up. Well, he wants, uh, what's his name? I've heard rumours that he's going to be fighting um, Alvarez, Eddie Alvarez. That'd be a lot of fun to see. Uh, okay. I think Alvarez would be, be a lot of fun. He's a bit but reckless. But Eddie's, Eddie's... He's signed with, to one, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. signed to one. He's doing good. He's got a good name over there. They, I think they like yeah, him. Yeah, but and... that disqualification that he's coming off, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Might maybe. make him angry and frustrated. He's been stopped and disqualified now over there. It was not the celebration yeah, that, was that he wanted around his debut. <laughs> they were making a lot of fuss around him. Yeah, they should. Yeah. It means Eddie Alvarez. Yeah. Same as DJ, you know, make a lot of noise around him as well. And they, they've got another card coming up. There's a, a couple of really interesting fights. Obviously, um, John Way Parr against uh, Holskin is going to be fireworks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean they're, yeah, they're doing fun. they're doing good things at the moment. I think they've got some really interesting fighters on the, on the roster, and I, and I think that you know. I think everyone expected Eddie to go over there and just start smoking people left, yeah. right, and centre, and it just shows you how competitive the MMA world is. Man, I like them. I like yeah. one as a promotion. We've been chatting to them a lot. <laughs> I like their ideas around weight cutting. I like their ideas around you know being Asia centric. It's it's a yeah yeah it's a cool promotion. Man. I like all the different rule sets and yeah. cage Muay Thai as well. I'm a big fan of Rod Tang. Yeah, dude's a savage and Haggerty as well. He's, he's savage. He's one of the UK guys. Okay, come on then. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about our boy from before, <coughs> Paul Sentex Daily. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. man, what a fight! It was it was all over overshadowed quite a bit of this weekend's uh, uh, fights. I think. Yeah. He's just good, man. He's so good. He's like he's been around for so long. 
he's you know he can he's a bit out there sometimes to be polite oh, and he's course, a little bit yeah, out there and but man he's that's he's, what makes him special though Paul yeah you know? I, I do I genuinely do believe he's he's a special martial artist mm. yeah he um he was under a lot of pressure man he got pretty much got dropped yeah but they're, they're the best versions of Paul yeah you know the best Backs against the wall exactly exactly even if the unleashed. even though the Nick Diaz one didn't work out for him it's still it's it's one of those fights that will go down in history as something that he took top part five. in you know top five for sure it top was, five was, loved that fight apart from the result yeah loved course, it but you know Paul always gives as good as he got but like I, I remember cornering him once in a fight he was uh, fighting down at Cage Rage and he was fighting Xavier Fupa Pockham who was a lethal tie boxer and uh, Paul was in all kinds of trouble early on yeah. getting caught with knees in the clinch and stuff and Big left up comes out of nowhere, of Bink. course. But I, I always think he, 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 he doesn't get the respect he deserves because sometimes he makes it look too easy. Mm. I think sometimes when he's under a bit of pressure, you get to see the the, the depth of his game, how long he's been doing this yeah. for. I mean, he's got Mate. he comes from ice hockey and ninjutsu. I mean, that's old school. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great combo. Forty three, seventeen, and two, and twenty one and three in kickboxing. That's bad, insane. Yeah, insane. I always even when we we're working together years and decade ago he um people would say he was talented they'd always say oh he's so, he's so talented well talent man this man's been working hard yeah. for years and he's yeah. been re- refining I mean, his he's craft an athlete as well yeah of course but there's plenty of you know there's plenty of them massive hands he does have massive, massive hands, hands which yeah. probably helps momentum yeah. wise utmost most respect man like mm. he, he, he looked great i was really happy for him yeah um and mads Oh man, yeah, he's Four just so good, man. friend friend of ours in these. He, he is just you know. so good, so good. Like, I mean, you can you can see not only the way he controls the fight, but also the way he examines it. I mean, like we we watched it. I said to V, um, I could do a breakdown on his post fight interview. Right, like the way that he talks about the fight and you know, how he felt when he clinched it was like it was like fighting a rhino. You know, I fucking <laughs> yeah. love his accent as yeah. well. But he's like, you can you can just tell how not only how how much he's examining his opponent before he's going in. He also is a student of the game. I mean, mm. he really loves like James Tony. You can see that in his in his Philly Shell style. But then, like when he was talking about oh, when he locked up with him, it was like a rhino, and then he got him in that uh, you know in the, in the necktie, which is one of his moves. And he he heard Saul's corner team coaching him to be stubborn and wait. Right. So he was like, "Oh, well, they're gonna they're trying to gas me out." So he had to let go and move on to a different oh, position. Okay. Like that is yeah, that's yeah. levels. Yeah. That is all your senses are working at the same time. There, you're not sh- yeah. you're not narrowed down. Yeah, and, and he's we- a special athlete because he's not he's not overly athletic in any way. Mm. You know what I mean? He uses what he's got, and it's kind of a he maximizes what he's got. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We, 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 there's some great stuff on the channel. Go check it out. Um, the Raptors have been following follow, following him round for mo- like a couple of weeks, really, wasn't yeah. it? Pretty well, much. They, they got in, some in the footage of him in fight. Vegas, and yeah. then, then they followed him. And Jamie was backstage with him during the event, so he's got some good stuff. Yeah, some and really cool mis- stuff. Mystery's been you know. stolen by Bellator. Yeah, like true. they've just they've just headhunted, just stole him. They're like, you can you can work a camera, and you look look, look very creative. Yeah, weird tattoos. No, they smashed it out. Yeah, there. check they them out, man. They're, they're, they're really nice, really nice, nicely put together pieces, aren't they? Yeah, very cool. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited for. Well, the Raptors are moving on now, aren't they? The mystery's in New York New for York. a little while before he goes back for the yeah. Rumble so Romero we'll, fights. We'll try and get some gyms in New York covered. We'll, um, we'll get mystery into a few gyms in New York. Then he'll go back cover the next Bellator, and then I think we're going to send him out to 
Thailand. Try, but there's a bit of a there's a bit of an outbreak. There's a bit of a COVID oh, outbreak in Thailand at the minute. So we'll just see how that goes. But we'll get him in, get him over to Tiger Muay Thai, and get him over to a few of the gyms over there, and yeah. um, get some behind the scenes yeah. footage for everyone. What do you reckon oh. to uh, Nemkov? You reckon he's going? Do you reckon he's going to find his way all the way, all the way through this this Grand Prix? <sighs> I'd be interested to see the odds because he must he must be he must be close to favourite, right? Mm. I mean, he's, he's coming in as the champion. Yeah. He looked really good against Phil Davis, but I never felt like he really put his foot on the gas too much. Yeah. It was like he was kind of idling and, and managing the fight. Um, yeah. Mystery, I was chatting to Mystery last night and he was, obviously he was going back and forth into one and other dressing rooms while they were warming up. And he was like, it was really weird being in the Nemkov dressing room. Because yeah. him and his brother were on the card, weren't they? His yeah. brother fought earlier on the night. And then obviously Fedor's in there as well. Oh. And, and and Mystery's got this, like, Fedor's a little bit like... Hold on a minute, does Mystery know who Fedor is? Absolutely he does. Right. I've made sure <laughs> I have educated the Raptors in, in the histories of MMA. Um, but it's it's like, even just his aura, even if you didn't know Fedor, you're like, he's just got this kind of, this... this <laughs> Presence. Yeah, that's Definite the best presence. word for it. Definite. And I think Mystery was terrified, obviously being, you know, the smallest person in the room as yeah. well as... You should rightly be terrified. Russian. That's the appropriate. That is that's the appropriate feeling. The appropriate if you're in and around him, yeah, that is definitely the appropriate feeling. I think Corey um, Anderson looks awesome. It's going well. This Bellator tournament's mm. going well. I, I, like I said, I think uh, on the last podcast, I just like the format. I just like there's a there's a storyline coming together, and there'll yeah. be a crescendo at the end. Yeah, it's cool. But the, um, this cool is the format. crescendo of the of the opening round, though. This yeah. one coming up. Yeah, like Rumble Romero. That's a big one, isn't it? That's a big one, that is. And and I just I've just got this feeling. Like like Romero's great. Moon up to two oh five. I don't know I don't know whether that changes him physically, whether he had to battle to stay close to one eighty five. I don't know. Must have. I mean you would think so, wouldn't you? Must have, mustn't he? Plus, I mean, he is older. I mean, what is he, forty, forty three, I think he is? You know what that feels like. It's not quite, you know. Thank you, Dan. He, but he can't not read quite. the text on this bottle no. for sure. <laughs> Hold on a minute. You've not even given me that bottle to see if I could read it on. You can't read You've it. You've just assumed. See? You. You've just assumed that I can't. I know you can't. I, you can't. I don't want to disappoint you. I have to get you a big text on your iPad mm-hmm. so you can see. <laughs> I have to get your um, phone to read your but, uh, text messages to you. By the way, Go on, Karen. With I'm three days older than you. so I know, but. I don't know why you're going down this. A lot happened in those three days, though. A lot happened in those three days. By the time I was born, you were like 14. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe I mean you went through the whole then you Spartan got punched in the head for a decade off a two decades so leveled it, it must have leveled it out but now you're getting punched in the head yeah. by Jimmy you're doing, you're doing weights and I'm getting punched there in the head go, by mate. Jimmy there you go um, one thing I did notice about this shirt when I put it on is, is I'm a little bit 1990s John Danaher in it it's like it's the V-neck it can never it's, be enough John Danaher I mean, I've got in my, my opinion I've got my, my yeah it does peak out the top nicely yeah, a little yeah. bit but yeah, I, I need it good. to be much lower for Team Alpha, my owner. Nah, yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad that fashion is. You're glad that's gone. Yeah, yeah that was not it. Almost got to belly button point. Yeah, it's not point. a good. Yeah, I'm just waiting for skinny jeans to finish. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right, be right again. Um, right, shall we review Go the on, UFC man. card? Yeah, let's. Uh, where, where do you want to pick any out? Any you want to pick out? Um, Harry Bush. No? <laughs> Um, no, that that fight didn't go exactly how I was expecting. Um, that one, anyway. Um, 
Good Mershart. to see Mershart get a yeah. get back on the on the wagon. Eh? Um, Fabinski is not an easy person to no. put away. You know his no. judo background, and his, his like physical conditioning as well, and he was out. Yeah, that, um, do you see how fast that came yeah. on? You know that squeeze was a, always a That's hard a, squeeze. Like it? people underestimate Mershart because he's not had the wins in the UFC, but you, yeah. you look at the guy's record, and he's. I mean, he's been around a long while. He reminds he's thirty two and fourteen. He reminds me a little bit of like a um, like a modern day Jeremy Horn. Yeah, okay. you know what I mean. Yeah. Like Jeremy Horn yeah. was around. He was a middleweight, and he was a he was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But like his record, I think when he when he came back to the UFC and fought Chuck Liddell at light heavyweight, I think his record was like sixty four nineteen and something. You know. Amazing. Mershart's a bit like that because he's yeah. got the subs. He's a you know he's a there's bit a like place, a slide a, I feel like there's a place for them mm. for the Mershart. You know what I mean? Like they're they're yeah. a good. You know, let's be honest. He's probably not going to challenge for a belt in this lifetime now, but that still there's a still a role in the sport for him. You know, he's a, he's a really tough second or third phase gatekeeper that you know you need to put people in against to see if they yeah. can they can manage it or not. I would say I would say he's a good. Um, I would say he's a good filtration system for heavy grapplers. Mm. Like if someone wants to come in and they lean heavy on a wrestling game, they've got to be able to stop him subbing them. Yeah. Like that's where Jack Hanson yeah, right. kind of yeah. kind of showed himself, I think, because he was all over Mershaw. Yeah. Like, and he kept throwing subs at him. Mershaw kept escaping, but eventually... Yeah. Hanson it's like, right, got I'm going to give you the Mershaw picture, see what you can do with that. That's it. Okay, tick. Yeah. Right, we know he can deal with that. Move, move him up, yeah. up and on. Up. Up and onwards. Yeah. Like, I think there are a few as like that. Like, I think, you know, Cowboy's played that role in mm. both divisions that he's been in. Yeah, there's definitely a few. There's, there's, you know? That archetype is definitely around, isn't it? Got to tie my fucking hair up. Dude, I did this with that Manscaped clipper thing. Well done. The Manscaped the offer is still on. Oh, is that right? <laughs> 20% off if you use Full Reptile at the uh, checkout. Genuine, yeah, genuinely, look, I was surprised. Sharp. Genuinely, I was surprised. Because, I, I, you know, I thought it was just for balls and faces. And then... Like I, I, I forgot I'd not charge my regular clippers, and I was like, uh, "Give it a go." If they've got a guard in the case, I'll, I'll give it a go. And had a little guard that slips on straight Done. down to the wood, both sides. Beautiful. It's my air conditioning for summer. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the Romanov Espina fight? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, uh, interesting. It was a very fatiguing groin right. shot. Yeah, <laughs> very, very. I mean, he was exhausted from that quick kick to the kick to the balls. Yeah. He, always well, it's funny because in the preview, we were t- well, I was talking about his condition. I thought his conditioning was really good, mm. but there's two types of conditioning one where you're dominant and you're controlling your rhythm, and then the other one is when you're, you know, let's see what your condition is when it's not on your terms. Mm. And when it wasn't on his terms, and he had to wrestle a lot, and um, Spina was he's just a difficult, he's just a difficult dude, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, he seemed to gas him, he seemed to gas pretty hard, man. And, you could see how disappointed Espino was as well. I wouldn't like, even look at it. Like when they announced the winner, he was like, "Yeah, exactly." It was just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that bad was it." Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not going to pass judgment on how much another man's balls is hurt and that's been kicked in him, but I suppose your balls hurt a lot more when there's 15 millimoles of lactate in your in your system <laughs> than, they, than they do when you're fresh. You mean when you're exhausted for yeah. people that don't have yeah, a PhD absolutely. in sports science? Exhausted. What did you say? Min- millimoles? Millimoles of lactate. If you're 15, 15 and above millimoles of lactate in your blood, you're in a world of pain. Is that right? A yeah. world of pain, yeah. Okay, we've all learned something new There today. you go. It's not a nice place to I've be. I've been in that place a few times. Unfortunately, just, you have just... to be in there a lot <laughs> to get used to it to then yeah. be able to, to tolerate it. Ugh, no, 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 no. Horrible. Horrible. No. Um, I think I feel like you're a Louis, Louis Pena fan. 
feel like I am. Mm, I think you, I think there's some stuff about him that I feel like you would like about him. He's not quite there, though, is he? That's exactly it. He he's frustrates just not quite me there. because he's not quite there. Yeah. Because I can see where he's at and I can see what he's capable of, but he's he's learning generic martial arts, and and it's not his style. Like oftentimes, especially with these young fighters that are coming up that don't have the pre-existing framework of an old martial art of, well, I came from wrestling or boxing or kickboxing or karate or whatever. Like as as they're as they're watching MMA, they're absorbing MMA as a as a as a thing. As a system. Yeah. Yeah. And then they go into the gym and oftentimes I feel like I feel like a I feel like a bias is imposed on them in some ways. Mm. And I don't think that I think he needs. I think he's taken by a by a coach that can can craft a training camp around him, so they so they can bring the best out of his abilities. Yeah, like I've seen it a few times. Like like you know, if I start mentioning people, I'll start upsetting gyms now. Um, like Paddy Pimlet's a good example. Like he's got really really strong skill sets, but then there are some facets of his game that they've not quite developed yet. You know, like yeah. his physical conditioning is something that stepped up since he's been yeah. working with Paul Reed. Um, his ground game's always been good. He's always been an aggressive, chaotic fighter. Mm. But the bit, the bit where he where he ran out was when his aim, a game plan stopped working, and then there, then all of a sudden there was a there was a there seemed like there yeah. was a big gap in his game where there were his excellent skills, and then there were the rest of his skills. And I, because he keeps blasting people out the water with his ground game, yeah. it's difficult to see whether that that gap's closed. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the art of coaching, right? You got to, mm. you, you can't. Of course, you have to amplify the things that athletes are good at, but you, you can't ignore the things that are going to... A really nice uh, phrase I've heard before is rate limit. So what's going to rate limit? What's going to just put the block in where you can't get past that yeah. that, certain, um, yeah. that certain level? Where's he training, Pena? Yeah, I just there's a glimmer in him, man. I just feel like there's a glimmer in Pena where you're just like, oh, you're not... You know, you're not that far off. There's something, could no. be something good here. And like, he's, the thing is, he's six foot three as a lightweight yeah. as well. But it's Huge. not like he doesn't. He doesn't look unhealthy. As, no, no, you know no, what I mean? no. Yeah, like it looks like his normal body type. He just yeah. looks like a skinny, athletic yeah. guy. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I can't I, see him. Certainly now, I can't see him up there with the Makachevs and the and Dariush and the Gillespies even at, at sort of. Maybe we're expecting too much of him though. Yeah, because he's. He trains out American top team. I wonder who's coaching him. The pro- that's the, see sometimes like American top team. Obviously, they they churn out numbers of mm. good fighters. That they have numbers and numbers of fighters come through the door as well. So their stock to select from is you know it's relatively good, yeah. vast. Yeah. But then also at the same time, like unique individuals get lost in gyms like that because yeah. they don't fit the format of you know. I mean, they've got so many different coaches there. You'd expect him to gravitate towards someone that, that you know, could help him work with his physical attributes and his natural rhythm. Yeah. Next. You know? Next time you come out, I want to. I want to come with you, and because I'm fascinated to know, because we have a relatively small gym, right? But by the mm. time you get to ATT size, is how do you manage everything that's going on at the same time? So, so you know, I talk to the PI in Shanghai all the time, and they have 
they have 30 active athletes. So they're constantly sort of managing the periodization of each of those guys and they, you can group them and stuff, but you know, how many people are fighting have ATT? Yeah. There's, there's, there's loads, right? 40 odd. And really so you've got a head coach. How does he get his ideas down to his assistant coaches and make sure these guys and these guys are still getting mm. the same level of care and attention? Like it's a big management yeah. project. It is massive. I mean, I did, I did do a podcast with Conan uh, while we, when we were out there last and he talks about, he puts... He has individuals that he puts in charge of their training camp and yeah. in charge of so yeah. so he oversees everything and then there are certain fights that he works with directly. But then he's also got like a like um like a camp like a training camp leader mm. which is specifically chosen for that fighter and that's how they work it. But then at the same time, like there are numbers mm. and you've got to think, you know, when you've got like the Amanda Nunes and the and yeah. the Johannes that put near the top how quickly does that attention filter down to these yeah. guys? I mean, Pena's, you know, he's early, nine and three, he's early in his career. Yeah, yeah. I think he's got some interesting skills and I think he's got an interesting rhythm about him and I just don't, you, you're exactly right, I just don't think he's quite quite grasped yet who he is. Like that, that shouldn't have been a split decision win for him. He should have been all over that fight. Yeah, but I t- you know what, Munoz did pretty good though. He's, you know, mm. he's tough. He's, he's, again, he's probably not elite of the elite, but he's, a, you know, he's, He's a tough. He's a tough dude. He is. But that, it ended up being tricky. The, like it seemed tricky yeah. for both of them. They couldn't quite work each other out, and you yeah, know, no one could exert enough dominance to really run away with it. I mean, I think the thing is with the lightweight division, like you've got to, you, you've got to do something special to stand out. Mm. You know, you've got to, you've got to. I mean, the thing is, yeah. Penu in, at nine and three, he's probably, he's probably eight or ten fights off, even on a win streak. Yeah, you might be eight, eight or ten fights off a title shot. Um. Just yeah, maybe you're on, right. Maybe he just needs a bit build. of time yeah, to cold face maybe. and, you know, refining who he is, work out who he is and then work out how that works with different opponents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you surprised that Malcoon grappled as much as he no, did? No, it was just exactly what he had to do, wasn't it? It was interesting because he's, him, yeah, he? yeah. he's like the same... Uh, um, same camp as well, Rob that would Whittaker. have synced in quite nicely yeah. with how that how that main event went. But they both had the same game plan coming in. Yeah, you that could was tell grind, that was a good grinding win for him. Though. It was, like, yeah. You know, he had to do. There's a lot of a lot of danger in with Al Hassan and how much power he can generate. And, yeah, you know. I mean, I, I didn't realize Al Hassan them, was yeah. moving up to middleweight until we looked into it. Yeah, but, like I wouldn't. I was wondering whether that was why his firepower at welterweight wasn't quite as like you expect him to mm. be more aggressive and more explosive than he than he is, and he kind of he kind of settles and gets mm. drowned a little bit. And I wondered whether maybe moving up to middleweight might give him a little bit of extra energy, but he just got frustrated. Just got smothered. Yeah, he got smothered. Olovsky looked good. The old the old dog, eh? The old dog. You just yeah. oh man, how much respect can you pay to Olovsky? Do you know what I mean? He's just. Just always there, isn't he? He's always just there, and he's still and... he's still accurate. He's still yeah. elusive. He's still sharp. Obviously, he's not quite as sharp as he was, but yeah, it's just that's a tough fight for for Sherman because you just the, there's not many gaps, is there? There's not many gaps, and if you and you get punished, you just get punished for lazy striking, and yeah. you know that's what he did. He's just you've got to 42. be able to put people down with is that what it is yeah you've got to be able to put people down with one punch for, for you to be a problem for Arlovsky you know young fast explosive catch him running in or be able to cover distance quicker than he can get away yeah you know yeah he sort of forced him into that chase me uh, follow my leader type game wasn't it a little bit and uh, yeah. yeah which is you know it's what, Ar- it's what Arlovsky's done to a couple of recent opponents was it Tanabosa that he did yeah. it to 
you know, just just it's a patience game. Played the it? veteran yeah. game, yeah. you know, and and it's it's difficult to do it against guys like Tom Aspinall because as soon as they put their foot on the gas, you know, there's, you there's not much you can do about it to get yeah. out of the way. I mean, Same I've no idea. Rosenstruck. I've no idea who he fights next or what his intentions would be. Do you know what I mean? He just seems to be fighting for fun and 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 legacy, I, I suppose. Yeah. And cash. Yeah, I hope know, he's getting I'm sure well he's, paid I'm at sure this he's making a fair bit of. Uh, He's got to transition into movies afterwards. If Oleg Taktarov did, you know what I mean? Oleg Taktarov was a perfect... Perfect villain, right? Brilliant. And he's probably got the whole wardrobe for it as well with like, you know, big... Big Pitbull medallions. And I knew I could use this again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> old leather jackets yeah. from the Com- behind the scenes. Definitely write this off. <laughs> this, is de- this is definitely a movie prop. Yeah, he's still... I mean, he's, he's not inside the top... No, he's not inside the top 15 anymore. No. Has he, has he fought Olenek? I can't remember. Do you want me to have a look? I'm going to try and get there first. Oh, okay, I'm not looking if you're looking. Oh, hang on a minute. No, I'm not there yet. I don't feel like he has fought Olenek, has he? I feel like I would have remembered that. He probably doesn't want, he probably doesn't want of, that. He's like, oh, what are you going to yeah, do? But they're both, you know, they're both at that stage in their That's career. That's like a Bond villain versus a Bond villain. It is, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like winner takes all. Yeah. You'll get the volcano island and the, <laughs> and the, 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 the evil submarine. You, sir, are the ultimate villain. <laughs> um, come on then, Gastelum, Whittacom. Whittacom, Gastelum. Man. Gastelum, Gastelum, Whittacom. Whittacom, Gastelum. What a performance. Very impressive, right? Really impressive. What a performance. I just, I don't know why, I, I don't know whether it's his like persona or just, yeah, the sort of, because he's such easy nature and he just seems like a n- nice dude that you have a barbecue and a beer with, but you almost don't expect him to be as violent as he is. Mm. He's just like too nice to be that good kind of thing. Um, I just thought he was incredible. Yeah. I just g- genuinely, I, I, I spoke to Dean Amersinger last night and we were just throwing around whether he's the, He's got to be up there with one of the most well-rounded fighters in the, the sport at the minute. Certainly now. Certainly yeah. after what you showed against Gastelum. You know, I, I kind of, a, a part of my brain was going, I think he's going to grapple in this one. I think he's going to use his wrestling because I know he'd been investing heavily in his jiu-jitsu when he was kind of taking a break and, and you know, kind of gathering himself. I, I just, you know, it, it was the right, right game, game plan for Gastelum because he was either out or in. And he never stood in that middle ground where Gastelum's, you know, heavy, square-footed, slips away and counters. But he's just out. Just like, out. Just out. But, but, you know, he, it forces Gastelum to take a step. Like, you know, I was talking about it in the, um, uh, in the breakdown for Usman um, Masvidal as well. Like, Usman's jab is so fast that if you stand in punching range, he's just going to keep hitting you with it. If you stand just outside a punching range, then you 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 force him to take a step before he can land it, mm. which which gives you a much easier tell, especially someone like Whitaker or like Masvidal, who's going to watch your whole body, and you know is easy to underestimate. Masvidal, mm. you were talking about it earlier, like you like it's easy to it's easy to assume that not much is going on and he's yeah. just there for a scrap. Yeah. When in actuality, is measuring yeah. you in about eight different ways. Yeah. And like Whitaker, when it comes like you just said, you know you want you want expect him to be as violent as he is I think Whitaker's more on the Usman end of the spectrum when it comes to to the fight I think he, he's it's more about competing mm. I think sometimes you see him with Venom but mm. that's when it works against him like that's when Izzy was able to, to take him out when he was swinging he just, for yeah, Izzy yeah when he tempted him in to man it out in the pocket yeah. a little bit 
Yeah. You know, like he went crashing into Tillen in the first round of their fight and got caught with that elbow. Yeah. And then immediately reeled, reeled it back and was like, okay, I can manage this fight really well. I've got the skills to do it. He had beautiful variety in his shots. Yeah. But he was either, I'm right outside, so Gastelum's got to step to throw something, or they were clinching, he was he was forcing yeah. him to wrestle. We were saying earlier, weren't we, like, he has, he has this incredible ability just to get his right hand up to block just at the right second. And we, I was sort of, like, I was sort of spitballing how that is. It's almost like, right, I know you've got five ways to get to here. If I see that cue, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm not going to hold it up and walk around like this because it's draining my energy. But any of those cues I see, I'm just, every single time, it would just, yeah. it would just block it at precisely the right moment. Yeah. And the other thing you have to consider as well is if if he's identified the different attacks that you could throw, if he's not got his hand up, then he's also got those options as counters if he tempts you to throw them. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like it's like oftentimes you'll see Whitaker and he wasn't doing it with Gastelum because Gastelum's quick and he's got heavy hands. But oftentimes you'll see Whitaker kind of lean real heavy on his lead leg, almost like and Izzy does it as well. It's like, here's my face, try and hit it. And then I'm gone and I'm countering. Yeah. Um he, like I know we touched on it, but his ability to just just stay out of range. That's like the I don't know, it's like the Bermuda Triangle, right? It's just like you like it's such a high risk place to to play. Yeah. But if you can master that space, that is mastery of striking, right? That that That's it's exactly like this it. it's like this amount of distance. You master this amount of distance, you're 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 high mastery in striking. Yeah. It's incredible like like you know, because my bias is not understanding striking as well as grappling. It just blows me away. Mm. It blows me away how he can be that close to danger and then always just get that just get that counter over the top and just get out of the way of the yeah. strikes. The um, thing is, it's not like Gastelum doesn't have that awareness and those skills. It, it's that he's not... I think he's capped at a physical, mm. a physical limitation yeah. when it comes to middleweight. Yeah. I mean, realistically, like you look at the guys around him, like the guys coming up around Gastelum look like big, lean middleweights. Mm. They're strong and they're well conditioned and they're 6'2 mm. at least, you know, and now Gastelum's, he's like 5'10 and he's, you know, yeah. he, ju he just looks like a, he looks like a heavy welterweight. And, and I think to myself, like Gastelum as a middleweight, you know, absolutely. He can sit around that eight to 10 area and act as that filtration system for anybody like an Ian Heinish that wants to come in and try yeah. and bang. And like, and Gastelum's a person. Slow a few people down. For sure. Yeah. But then I think to myself, yeah, but if I was, if I was in Gastelum's camp and I was wanting him to try and get back to gold, put him in the welterweight division at this point. Like, can you imagine Gastelum against someone like Colby Covington? Yeah. You know, like where he's heavy, like stand on like him like, against you know Gilbert Burns. Kind of can't because the the shape is so different. <laughs> they don't even feel like they're one weight class away from each other. Like I just think, I mean, you know, Gastelum against Sean Brady, Gastelum oh, against Robbie Lawler. Yeah, he man, he'd, he'd do some damage with his with he his striking. Absolutely, he? and and he would be in a he wouldn't be at such a physical um, deficit mm. in comparison. I mean, like you, you you know you look at you put Kelvin Gastelum next to uh, Paolo Costa. And it's like a, a before and after pharmaceuticals. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it may, <laughs> may well be. <laughs> but he's just, I just, I just think he's limit. He's limited at this weight class. Yeah. And maybe, he has to yeah. draw so much more on timing and experience and toughness. Mm. It just, it just, Rob just had his timing. 
he just had his time. It was yeah. like he had a notebook and he was just like, oh no, I know exactly where you're going to be, where you're going to be, where you're going to be and when you're going to be there. But but, it, but at the same time, he, all he did is he just exposed that physical, that attribute. Yeah. Like the problem, yeah. the problem with Gastelum is he stands so heavy on his feet and Rob was just outside of his punching range and Rob's yeah. patient is a, is a good competitor. He's a good point fighter. He'll catch you and sting you and beat you up and he'll manage that distance between as long as he doesn't put the emotion into it. Mm. But the problem is that Gastelum then has to be take the initiative and step, in which case Rob sees him step and he sees how he's stepping and where his body's shifting and which direction he needs to go to get out of the way and counter. I can't wonder what he's walking around at. Like body, yeah, like he seems, you know, he seems like he enjoys life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like for the, sure. The thought of him cutting that extra weight class, yeah. I'm not sure whether he would be up for that or not. And he's been around, do you know what I mean? He's not, he's not, he's not deciding on which weight class that suits him best. He's like, no, I'm a middleweight, leave middleweight, me alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I might be wrong. Don't, I might be wrong. He might go down to welterweight and just be exhausted and miserable and, you know, Try might not be able it, to perform. Yeah. And, mm. and unfortunately, Gastelum might be one of those guys that, you know, he points out that need maybe for, for separations in weight classes. Mm. But unfortunately for Gastelum at the same time, he's probably, he's probably one of the few guys in that weight class you could make that argument for. Like if you yeah. made a 177 pound weight class, like you look at the guys that have moved up, like Darren Till would be in that one. Uriah Hall, possibly. Um, Kevin Holland, possibly. Brad Tavares. Good division already. Yes, it yeah. is a good division. Yeah. But then it, it's it is another division. It divides the middleweight division, and yeah. you know Gastelum is fun in this division. I just I just don't think he's he's physically able to compete with these top five guys anymore. No, no, you maybe maybe you're right. Maybe that's his maybe that's his limit. Maybe that's where he is. Yeah. The pain in the ice for people coming up, and that's you know he's the end of level boss before he gets yeah. to the top five. Yeah. Is the you shall not pass yeah. into the top ten guy? So what do you do? It's got to be. It's got to be Robin Izzy, right? It's got to be. It's got to be. Got to be. Yeah. That's yeah. a fight I can get behind. I'm not. Well, this, there's an argument for it because Rob of old was not in a good place, you know, mentally, physically, or anything. He'd come out of those training camps over with over Romero. Yeah. He'd put so much effort into becoming the middleweight champion and holding it, and then all of a sudden Izzy just comes in a storm yeah. out of nowhere, and everyone's carrying him on their shoulders like that must have pissed yeah, him off it must have must have must have stung after you can almost, that he'd done I don't know when he talks you can almost see like he's like yeah I do want to be champ <laughs> but I also know how much work that is going to take yeah. and it's going to take a lot of work so much work and I do want to do it and I will do it if everyone makes enough noise about it I'll do it but I, you know this is a lot of work guys don't, don't just throw this out there this is a lot of work or or he could fight Jake Paul and make double the money. Well, if they paid these motherfuckers <laughs> properly, then maybe you'd be keener, you know, be fighting for the title every week. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, but as long as the, you know... <laughs> well, let's not go there. <laughs> not right now. Not yet. Not right now. Not yet. It'll come. Um, yeah, it's got to be. I don't, I don't crave um, to see Vittori leapfrog at all, particularly, and see that I don't really no. crave to see... Vittori versus Rob. I don't think Rob needs to go through anything to prove himself anymore. Do you? No, I don't. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind watching Costa and Whitaker just out of interest, but I'd much rather see Vittori and Costa. Yeah, it's got, it just makes sense, right? Yeah. Battle of the short punches. Yeah, yeah. I think Vittori beats him. I haven't heard yeah. anything from Costa for a while. No, he's pissed off. He's doing. 
He's pissed up. He's on the old. Uh, he's on the old. The Van Rouge. Yeah, that's his. That's his tiramisu. You know, some <laughs> fighters they just get something connected to him. It's like that's your thing now. That's your thing forever. There you go. You know, that's, you that's always. Um, not a lot of finishes on that card. It was not um, a lot of finishes. Yeah. Took ages to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Makes research really round. difficult, doesn't it? it? Yeah, it this is ages. why this is. You'll start to understand now why I like fighters that are finishers because when I'm doing a a back catalogue, right. I'm like, ah, I can do, I can do in Garnu's back catalogue before lunch. You know, it's, <laughs> it's uh, easy to get through. Shall we move on to 261? Yeah. What okay. have we got coming up this weekend? Oh, we have a, well, yes, gonna, this weekend, isn't it? This Jeez, weekend. I forgot, we've got the ride-along coming through. So you've seen the backdrop that we've uh, that I've, I've posted on my, my uh, Instagram of the, uh, the desert landscape. That was a photo by Mystery. Went out Very and cool. took that for us. Um, and we have the Cadillac chairs in there, so we're gonna we're gonna do a a three four person mm. ride along. Yeah, as the first one. Are. So bear with us. We're gonna try a few things out. We are gonna basically do live. We'll do you a know, live. We'll go, yeah. we'll go live at the same time as the fights are on. You know, we'll be chatting and commentating on what's going on, and yeah, let's see how it goes. Yeah, I think it'll be yeah. fun. We'll, we'll do we'll do YouTube this time around, but the plan is to also be doing audio only through a podcast channel, mm. but. As I said, we're uh, we're starting off, and the Raptors are, are not well. One of the Raptors is home and quarantined, and the other one is still in New York. So we could get the audio up post fight, couldn't we? we could oh get yeah, the audio yeah. Up. yeah, for yeah. sure. We'll get that. Yeah, we'll get that up as quick as we can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can you can mute the nonsense yeah. and uh, right, what right. Card? Yeah, where do you want to what start? Well, I'm on topology. The first fight I've got is Conor Losi against uh, Liang Na. Right. Well, there's and a bit you're of, all about this, aren't you? Yeah, so there's a bit of context here. So, like I said before, I spoke to Dean Amasinger yesterday. So, Dean, for anyone that doesn't know, is the director of coaching at the UFC PI in COVID. yeah UFC PI in Shanghai. So, anyone that doesn't know, the Uf, the UFC have a PI in Vegas and Shanghai, but they're completely different setups. So, the one in Vegas is sort of a hub for support for any of the fighters on the roster you can come in there you can get what are you laughing at they're going to say it's a hub for STDs <laughs> that's where your head's at that's not where my head's at no, but any jokes. support any performance support that you need as a UFC uh, roster fighter you can go to the PI there and they will help with strength conditioning nutrition coaching anything but the one in Shanghai is um, an academy it's doing it again where they are running a fight team out there. So they have a full-time fight team, full-time staff structure there. And it is... It's amazing. It's pretty fucking cool. It's like, a, it's like an pretty, MMA university like, with all of the bells and whistles. Like, this is my shit. It's this amazing. Is shit, right? You love that <laughs> kind of stuff. Shit. It's amazing. Yeah, it's very, very cool. It's an active centre of excellence. It's, it, it's really cool. So the first, there's three Chinese fighters on the card... And is it they, the first three fights as well? Yeah, I think that's, so. That's depend, depends on the start. order. Depending on the order, yeah, I think it's the yeah. first three fights. So they are all products of the UFC PI in Shanghai. So Isn't Batgirl on their roster as well? They're now Batgirl. He's on the card. Yeah. So their first four fights yeah. are all PI. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, that's gonna be a busy night for him. I'm not sure it's exactly the same for him, but the first three and and Lang Na is one of them. Um, have been recruited by the the PI, gone out there, found them in, in the in the Chinese domestic leagues, brought them in, they've been through the combine, they've selected them, they've groomed them, coached them, and this is their first fight um, coming out of that process. And it's also the first time those three guys have left China. That's crazy. 
And just to layer another layer of complexity on top, the coaches can't go. They can't get visas. So they're out of China on their own, debuting in the UFC. In what we, is this Florida? Yeah, I think it is. Isn't in, it? in Florida, I think. So yeah, Jacksonville, a, Florida. Yeah, Super so Spreader a, Saturday. There's a few. There's a, there's a few things going. People didn't like that when you said that last time. Did they not? No, that we got some shitty, shitty comments about keeping your opinions on fake COVID. Oh, is that right? Are we not? Are, but, are, but, are you not here for our opinions? Is that, <laughs> <laughs> you're in the wrong fucking place. Yeah. Um, we can't talk about that. Anything. We can't talk no, about anything no, other no, than okay, fights. Okay. And don't I don't, hurt, don't. I don't give a fuck, honestly. If you want to go, go. <laughs> if you don't want to go, don't. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you don't, don't. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Really, I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm of the opinion that everyone should do what the hell they like, as long as they're not hurting anybody else. That is and, words to live by. Right? Do whatever you want. Don't hurt anyone. That's it. Well, wait, unless you unless you've cons- <laughs> consented to hurt each other, and then well, you can I mean, do that yeah, if you want. If, yeah, that's consensual violence mm. is fine. Non-consensual, but yeah. Well, we were yeah. talking. I know we had, we had a bit of a deep conversation earlier before we uh, before we switched over onto it the gets podcast. Deep every now and again, it does it? sometimes, doesn't yeah. it? And we were talking about freedoms, and I've been watching that pirate documentary, and uh, that was the last time there was proper freedom, like real freedom, like yeah. like Nassau when there were like no laws, no rebel rules. community, complete rebel community. Do whatever you want. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a different podcast. Let's not get into that. Okay. Too deep <laughs> How did we get into that? Uh, anyway, Lang Na. She's vicious. Yeah. Highly, highly rated. Um, scores very high out of the PI. They're, they're all about her. Um, I think she could be a bit of a handful. Apparently, I know this is this is only strength testing, but apparently scores very, very high in her strength testing. And is subbing, subbing guys on the mat that are of a See, that a surprises me. Uh, Given the fact that she's so flexible, it surprises yeah, me. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, very, I would expect you it very to... rarely see that yeah. hyper flexibility. Is apparently she's genuinely hyper flexible. Huh? Like you could basically, you know, hyper extend her elbow. Yeah, she wish I t- had that power. She could touch her armpit the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I watched one. Well, of the some people would say that you were pretty close. Yeah, you know the weird thing with me is my elbows are, are, are not at all flexible. It's my shoulders that are flexible. Yeah, right. My elbows are actually the opposite. And your will actually... is inflexible. Well, that's that's very true. My, <laughs> it was more to do with that than the other way around. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched one of her older fights against uh, Beres, Berezikova. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's from a while ago. It's 2017. But she was she was all over her, like immediately. Like nice wrestling transitions, a little bit chaotic, you know, leaves herself vulnerable from time to time. But because she's so... She's so active and so aggressive and really accurate with her ground and pound as well. Like no no big wind up and wailing like it places the punch right on her opponent's face. Um I, I'm I'm really excited for this one. I mean, I know she's picked up a few losses in in her career so far, which she got four on her record. Yeah. But this it's, is not gonna be easy though. No, no, it's not no, not at all. Carney Losi is very tough. The, yeah. the reason she, she lost that that other fight was because Angela Hill stopped her with cuts. Hmm. Um, she's tough. Yeah, she's really tough. What is she twelve? She twelve and two, right? Uh, twelve and two now. Yeah, but she, you know, she lost a, de- a a pro debut to Amanda Hebus. Yeah. So you know. So the two losses is uh, Amanda Hebus and uh, Angela Hill. Yeah. Yeah. You know she's and and you look down the, the you know the record of, of opponents that she's fought and it's not like she's been fighting loads of people with losing records. You know, early on she was fighting a few, you know, a few people that were just starting out, but. Before she joined the UFC, she beat Caitlin Souza, who's eight and one. Mm. You know, 
Like, I think I think she's tough and durable, and I think she was up against it. I think she came in on short notice as well, didn't she? Man, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a fun, gonna be a firecracker, isn't it? Yeah, but but it, it's it's got to be kind of low to keeping the distance and and striking. But it, it's you know it's that Goldilocks zone again because yeah, uh, uh, Langnar's tall, isn't she? Oh, that's a much better analogy. What did I say? I don't remember. I've already erased Bermuda Triangle. That is not what I meant. That's the Goldilocks zone is a much better analogy. I'm stolen that. I'm going to use that. That's can exactly use what I meant. Exactly what <laughs> I meant. It, yeah. The Goldilocks zone. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not hot or yeah. cold. It's right. Yeah. right no one's right, disappearing. It? It's not the Bermuda Triangle. It's the Goldilocks <laughs> no. zone. Anyway, thank you, no. Dan. I'll You're take welcome. that as today's uh, combat upskill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Liang Na's uh, five nine compared to Carnelosi, who's five two. Wow. So there is a considerable height and reach yeah. advantage. And and Langna will make it evident as well. She'll keep her at a distance and force her to work. So it's like Carnelosi being really close, mm. but not so close she gets tangled up and is forced to, you know, Did you say 5'2", 5'3"? 5'2", yeah. With a 61-inch reach. So you're going to think she's going to, she's going to want to, you know, if if what we hear about Langna's grappling is, is true, you're going to think she's... She, you know she's going to be all right in either range. Mm. You know she's going to be happy to stay on the outside and use her, um, you know, use her length. And then if she if it does if it does go to to grappling, maybe maybe she's going to be all right there as well. You could say that she bookends Carnelosi's skills. All right, don't double down on your analogies. You've got you've got a one nil already. She's coming off three first round wins as well, and and uh, um, two of them by armbar. Around three minutes. Mm. So I like consistencies in fighters' games. Two arm bars in just over three minutes and a TKO uh, in, in around the same time. I some, some, she's got a lot of first-round finishes as well. Hang on a minute. What's this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten recorded, and then four that are unlisted. Undisclosed. Yeah. I think it's gonna be happening to start the card off. And she's she's gonna set the bar high for the other um the other performance institute fighters. Yeah. What are they doing for coaches then? Well, I don't know. Coaching each other. Well well, maybe, but probably not if they're back to back to back, aren't they? Pretty much. Or they just all go out to the octagon together and just stay there. Got a bench at the side of the octagon they can just (laughs) Just, all sit down on. You're on right, sweet. Just go through the team, it you know. Who knows? But it's you know it's a big uh, it's a it's another level of complexity on on top of everything else that's going on in your debut. You probably don't need really, do no. you? So I wonder if they even have a corner team. I don't know. They, they must have, but I bet they I bet they'd be able to. I mean, they've got the, they've got the Performance Institute. You know, they're probably pulling yeah. a couple of people from there. Yeah. They'll have Forrest Griffin in their corner. <laughs> there you go. They're, they're, Let me quickly do a tour of the institute yeah. while we're here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm guessing we're just going to clean sweep for all the uh, the Performance Institute fighters. Well, I mean, it's biased in it because I have Absolutely more information biased. on them than anyone else. But um, from what from what I've been told, these three, uh, you know, yeah, you know, they're not they're not sending their C level guys out. No, absolutely not. And the UFC aren't matching them. No, in in ways where they're going to get absolutely smoked either because it's you know absolutely not. They're building a market. So who, out who there. have you got next up? I've got Jeff Molina against yeah. Keelong Aori. Keelong Aori, yeah. Yeah, I'd go with that. Um, so I have some information on him. Oh dear, the Mongolian he, murderer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, is that what it says? That's what his nickname says. Yeah, I bet they'll change that for the UFC. 
They have changed it. They have. Yeah, because I spoke about it yesterday. And of course they we, we're all about it, and they were like, "No, the UFC are not. They're not having it. Sanitize that they're shit straight it. away." <laughs> so he he got recruited in as a B level fighter. So at the PI, they have ABC tiered fighters, and at the end of that year, he got the most improved fighter award at the ceremony, and then got bumped into the A tier. Um, and he went on to win the belt at the WLF promotion, which I don't know what that stands for, but it's the same promotion that yeah. Izzy fought on. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've watched a few of their fights recently. It's a big show. You're right. It's, it's a big event. I yeah. mean, it's not like... Uh, and it's Chinese domestic event. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's on free TV, so it get lots and lots of viewers. And it's not like he's it's not like he's not been fighting tough opponents. He, I, I'm just looking through his career to see if there are any names that stick out to me. And his first loss was Grigory Popov, mm. who's a who's a, a tough individual. He's fourteen and four, I think his record is now, or is now anyway. But it was eight and two at the time, and uh, and um, Aori was uh, two and zero. Oh. Yeah, and then he's got he's well, got a loss to Kai Kara France as well. You know, he's it's not like he's been fighting nobodies. So when when did the PI pick him up? Then when did that so that whole thing start? So they must have picked him up eighteen months ago. That okay. makes sense on his record. Yeah, it does. And then he would have done a season was... and then he would have got promoted and then, you know, he's midway through his second season at the PR. Yeah. So so basically what we're looking at then with these Performance Institute people is that they've got a couple of losses early in their career and they've been picked up because they've got potential but not structure. Not structure. So that, you know, that, that's the thing. All, all you need yeah. is to find the talent and then you put them in the structure, you put all the support systems around them and, you know, hopefully they they blossom and... Sounds like that's what's happening here. So, what do you know about Iori though? Because he, I mean, he's taking on a guy that's on a what is it, a seven fight streak? Man, he's yeah. Molina's all right. Molina's very good. Molina's all right. Came through the contender series, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Victory FC, I think he's fought uh, uh, last night. I watched him fight on a Victory FC card. Yeah, man, he's good. He's got nice control um, with his striking. He's you know he controls the range pretty good. His clinch works really nice. And then yeah, the the fight I watched last night, he took his back, took his back, choked him out, choked him out cold pretty fast. Mm. He's um yeah, he's, that'd be Johnny Rhodes. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna go uh, again. Like not only is this card at the top of this card obviously incredible, then the, the, you know the bottom of this card, these early prelims, they're, they're great fights. So what what have they changed Mongolia Murderer's nickname to? I don't know, something sanitised and is it slightly less. Violent, the Mongolian. I quite like it. Makes just, sense. Just call him Genghis. Be done with it. Genghis Khan. That we can't get back on Dan Harlan's hardcore no, messages. No. That's no. a that's a whole other podcast as well. No. We could literally just sit in this room with the mics recording all the time. Yeah, there'll be um, always someone rolling in to have a chat with. Honestly, the amount of conversations I have sitting at this table, and I think to myself, we could have recorded this. But well, we now stop having conversations. Nah, no, 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 save it, save it, save it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we were set up yeah. the other day when Owen came over because yeah. he's you can't stop him talking. And oh, man, that went down well, didn't it? People, yeah, people liked yeah. it. It was good to have Owen back on. And it's just nonsense, you know. What I mean, it's it's the stuff that we talk about all the time. But we're like we're eighties kids, and we've yeah. all got the same kind of experiences. We've got yeah. the same toys. Like, you know, like I had Legion of Doom. I don't know where they are now, but I had them. I remember them. Definitely and, had them. You know, first edition Star Wars that, you know, our dads had left us and that kind of shit. You know, it's it's very similar stories. It's always good talking to them. We're going to do them every couple of weeks. It was like the toys era as well, wasn't it? it was. The 80s. Because like my kids now, 
the only toy they want is an iPad. To right. be honest, they're not that bothered about it. You know, there's a few cuddly bears and shit lying around, always in the lounge. Um, but yeah, they just want the, you know, it's just changed, isn't it? Yeah. Things change. Yeah. Things change real fast. That was the age of the toys, wasn't it? It was, There's some yeah. good documentaries on it, on Netflix yeah, yeah, and stuff, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, um, very much so. Yeah. Uh, so what do, you know, what do you know about Aori skill-wise? I'm just having a quick look at his record. Not a lot, here. because I asked questions about what his gym, what his gym stats were like. So he's of these you per what's, kilo. What's he benching? Yeah. What's he benching? Well, what's his deadlift? Not quite how, that, how not can quite that bro. But we're, we're, still, we're still bro-ish. What's the girth of his quads? <laughs> fucking weirdos. I promise you I've never asked punch? that question. What's his wrestling? Like, I recognise him. I, I think he was at the PI when I went over there and, right. I, and, I, and I did that little footwork class. Per kilo, strongest guy in the institute. Is that right? Per kilo, yeah. Is that if you're selling them in a in a wet market or something? <laughs> yeah. Per kilo, what's that? <laughs> I'm trying to be your strength to weight ratio. Salmon, that don't no, help no, me. Big dudes are obviously Fuck stronger because they're big dudes. They got more don't, mass. Don't, don't but, start bringing your sports science in there. <laughs> per, per Just because I've got the analogies, you don't mean you have to try yeah. and counter it with some actual knowledge. Yeah, well, there you go. Per kilo, is that per kilo? Yeah, is that right? You would have got you would have got that output. So your absolute yeah. strength and then your per kilo strength. Yeah. Because big dudes are obviously stronger than small dudes. Yeah. Per kilo, yeah. Per kilo I'm about as strong as a paper cup. <laughs> well, Which are pretty strong, well, I bet, you know. Yeah, you got, you about got as right. strong you as had a good, egg. You had a good coach back in the day, so you'd be right. That's two and two, I've mentioned that. Yeah, I don't know where he is now, though. Mm. Shadow Getting beaten up at the gym is what I've heard. <laughs> well, you don't hear it. <laughs> no, I can watch on the cameras. I've got it <laughs> true, straight to true. my phone. True. Okay. Um... Who, what, I'm, I'm out of sync. I've got my notes, but I'm, well, out of sync. I'm not Who even asking next? you for picks because we've got uh, oh, Nah. We've got. Um, is I'm, it? Are we westernising it? Because I've I've noticed that Liang Na is Na Liang on Tapology, but we are always right. westernising. And when she was announced on WLF, she was Liang Na, okay. which is definitely going to be changed for the commentary team. They'll definitely westernise it. They'll just definitely, pre-agree definitely. between them what they're saying yeah. so they don't yeah. sound silly. Yeah. No, they'll be t- they'll be told for sure. They, this is this is the way we're doing it because it'll be matching all the graphics and stuff as well. You see, um, got you. So, Kleng, Kuleng, Aori, yeah. Kileng, Kileng, Kileng. That sounds Kileng. good. Yeah, you're going with him, of course, because he's a. I'm backing my. I'm backing he's my. Got boys a lot of experience. In Eighteen and six compared to eight and two for Molina, mm. and then you've got Zurong. That's a wicked name, and he's fighting Vargas. Now, someone, someone whose name is Rodriguez, Rodrigo Cazula Vargas. Yeah, you know he's you know he's going to be fun to watch, and he absolutely is. He's a he's absolutely maniac. a lot of fun to watch. He's a maniac. Yeah. He didn't even pretend that that was a a, a legal knee. He was like oh, against Brock Weaver. Yeah. He's just like yeah. whack, <laughs> and then like Brock Weaver, oh what? Yeah. He hit me with a knee. He was like, yeah. He's like, oh, that's how much it rattled him. But Vargas still counts that as a win in his head. He's like, yeah, you know. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not winning. No. He's not winning within the constraints of the rules. He's just winning. You're either winning or you're losing. Yeah, I, I had a, I had a lot of fun researching him back in the back when he was when he was making his debut. I called his fight against Alex Silver, I think. See, he's fighting. Uh, Rong Zhu, who I think is Rong Zhu, nineteen, is it? Rong like he's he's young. He's, yeah, he, yeah, he's very young, and he's out of China for the first time. He's got no coaches with him. Mm. Vargas could, oh, if he finds his way to Whole Foods, he's screwed. <laughs> Those vegan cookies at Whole Foods, it's, that's that's nothing he's ever tasted in. Yeah, I'll never the leave the Abba Sichuan He'll province never leave. of China. 
he uh, so he won the combine at the UFC PI. Really, twenty one, yeah. born yeah. in two thousand. Same um, same gym in Tibet as Song Yedong and Sumadeji came from. Ooh, really? What okay. did Mystery call Sumadeji? Was that someone else? Yeah. Anyway, I don't, yeah. <laughs> He gets all the names wrong. I, I quite, I quite enjoy it. I don't correct him anymore because I'm interested to see what his take on them is. <laughs> Ten fight win streak. Wrong yeah. is on. He's like wrong zoo. He they call him the phenom. Really? Yeah, coming out of there. So he hasn't got a nickname. Well, there you go. He can't, maybe can't. they actually do call him the phenom. <laughs> there we go. That's what that's what you can be nicknamed. But as. but you know he could. I I, I don't know. No, I, I've never seen him. But he could get overawed by the ver- ferocity of of Vargas, couldn't he? Because like he's already fought this year you know he's a he's a young dude Vargas is a hyper aggressive psychopath that is going to come and win the fight anyway he needs to win it isn't he yeah that's the only having said that 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 might backfire against Vargas because he is aggressive and that's what he does tend to that's when he does tend to pay is when he's over aggressive I'm just looking at Rong's record here like he's got several first round finishes and and it's not always by stoppage either by knockout like he's got knockouts, he's mm. got arm triangles, um, he's got rear naked chokes later in the fight, guillotines later in the fight, but a lot of first round stoppages. Thing, thing I think too, I think you touched on it before is this is the UFC PI, so Dean can't corner them because of conflict of interest. He's mm. not allowed that 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 core team's not allowed to come, not allowed to corner him. But the UFC PI is not going to throw these guys in with someone that's going to beat them up on their on their debut. No. You know what I mean? It doesn't make sense for the for the project so there must be some sort of at least like everyone is calculating who's the, who's the right guy to fight at the right time and it's not that they won't fight everyone at some stage it's just there has to be some sort of tiered progression doesn't there exactly um, so well, you're thinking they've you know they'd, they'd have done their research and they'd have picked they'd have picked people they believe is going to be close but we should get a win yeah yeah exactly yeah. And and you know and the thing is with with uh, Rongzui is if they've put him in there with someone like Vargas that's because he's he's good at dealing with aggressive fighters yeah and I, yeah the, the first thing I thought is to myself okay who's 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 Rong just fought I looked down his record and he's got a first round win he's got uh, sorry his last opponent uh, the the person that Zong that Rong's just fought in January. So he, he lost in the third round to Rong. But before that, he had a first round win, a first round loss, first round win. Right, so he's coming out guns blazing. Exactly. So he's used to that all out, all or nothing. Exactly. Yeah. And he's probably just, because the guy's record nine and seven. So he's, you know, he's a risk taker. He's a bit wild. So it's likely that they've they've seen they've seen Rong matched up with overly aggressive guys that are a bit like, wild. He's, he's all right here. He's got those. He's, yeah. He must be accurate and calm and under the pressure and stuff. Exactly. It'd be interesting to see what happens with this no coaches thing, like that'd be weird. But it, <laughs> it's going to be weird. But that, like we create it? these institutes, right? We create these in in all the sports I've been involved in. We try and create these high performance environments. But sometimes I think, are we are we creating fragility and we are we creating dependence? Like exactly that. Do you know what I mean? You, yeah, exactly. Oh, your that. coaches can't come. Okay, fine. Don't worry about it. I'm going yeah. I'm going anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I remember having a row with someone pre-match because there was no spaghetti at the pre-match meal. I am just like, "Well, right, there's no spaghetti. <laughs> don't play then." <laughs> 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 All right, don't then. Or like the boss or the boss broke down. 
And then it's like, like, oh, oh, God, the boss is broken down. Yeah. I'm going to be late. I'm not going to have time to do my activation. I'm going to have time to do my massage. I'm going to have to... But like, Put your boots on on the bus and be ready to just, walk onto the field get on them. get there. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, and I know, I know we want, we want, if you're an athlete, you want to, well, you are an athlete, just about still. Just about. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> do you know what I mean? as, as a coach, you're trying to, you're trying to get all of these lights on at the same time mm-hmm. so all you have to worry about is is your job and I get that I understand that and you know that's part of a high performance environment and department but we just as a coaching profession we just have to be careful we're not creating dependence and mm. fragility you know we've got to be robust and we've got to be able to get on with it when things aren't perfect well, like, so say for example in a fight it never hardly ever goes according to plan yeah but that's the majority of the time is is very similar to training camp and very similar to the process of trying to get a fight is it just never goes according to plan. Yeah. You've been preparing for this, yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. for six weeks and now it's somebody yeah. else or they're injured and now you're in limbo waiting to find out if you're fighting or you get injured, you're not sure whether you're fighting or whatever it is. Like if all of that stuff is is taken away and is, is managed externally, maybe you don't get that same kind of resistance to the that chaotic shifts and changes. Yeah durability and adaptability and luckily roughhouse didn't have any choice in the matter no, we had, we had it was like the opposite of our, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. the opposite of of a performance institute it's yeah. like where are we don't know which gym we're we going to i'm not sure who are we fighting well we'll find out in a few weeks exactly but but then on the flip side a lot of these fighters i mean all all three of them you know uh liang na's 15 and 4 Aori's 18 and 6 and Zurong's 17 and 3 and they've spent the majority of their career without the PI anyway. Yeah, 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 for sure. So the likelihood sure. is they've got it, something in it, yeah. place that is is comfortable for them. They know how to get themselves to a fight. Yeah, because they've done it before. And you would, yeah. you would think that their performance support would be nowhere near what it is now previously. And they've, you know, they've yeah. managed to fight. It might not even... It might be easier now because they've at least got some knowledge to go with their yeah. previous experience of... I mean, you know, oh, i tell you what. Uh, Lang Nas fought on WLF for almost every one of her mm. fights apart from when she fought on a show called Heroin FC which sounds like a blast all of a sudden bit I've got Golden Brown though. by the stranglers in my head maybe you should come back for more it's a bit moreish yeah heard that about that okay so we've got Leng Na we've got Aori and we've got Rong Zhu all fighting at the Performance Institute all entirely biased very very biased so nobody else stands absolute chance in hell, even though they're going there, they're sitting on a bench octagon side, they're going to corner one another. They, they, Who knows? They're going to have no idea what this they're doing all the way through fight week because they've got no coaches. No, but they are robust and they are adaptable. They are they've robust through the Chinese domestic scene. There we go. Exactly. And, uh, exactly. you know, I'm hearing good things all I'm saying. Okay. Well, that's exciting. What about, I've been trying to practice this guy's name, Natividad. Kevin Natividad against Oh, because you laughed at me Batsgirel. earlier, so that made me think you completely had that down, but you've been practising it. Yeah. Natividad. I think Natividad. I just missed the V out last time. Natividad. Yeah. Well, when I typed it first off, I put Navidad. Yeah. And that's definitely not right. Nedvedev. And then... And then Nedvedev? Nedvedev a footballer? Someone Nedvedev. I don't know. I feel, no. Anything Wrong person, sport, sorry. Somewhere. Ice hockey or fighting. That's it. Don't ask about <laughs> any other sport. Um, um, Denar Batgarel. Yeah. Is he now at the Performance Institute as well? Well, it didn't come up in conversation yesterday, so mm. so now Storm. I'm not sure. Oh no, he's Jackson Wink. He's listed right, that okay, as affiliation. That makes sense. Um, 
Yeah, I've called one of his fights as well. I feel like I maybe called his... Oh, I did. No, I tell you that's why I'm getting confused because he made his debut against Alateng Haley, who is a Performance Institute right. uh, individual. But then he's got that win over um, Guido Canetti, who Canetti's Canetti's a good fighter, a good individual. Then obviously he was he was desperately disappointed when he, he knocked got him out with that shot. Yeah, knocked him out clean with a left hook. Yeah. Um, but then Navidad's just been knocked out, hasn't he? As yeah, well, he got knocked yeah, out yeah. with that uppercut, which was a wicked punch. But I'm surprised he didn't sprain his ankle the way he fell back. <laughs> right. Which funny, like, but that might be. In the act of getting knocked out, it's the drunk driver thing. Everything, just, yeah, yeah. It's like when you it's when like you pissed up and you fall over, you don't hate yourself as much as if you like stiff on ground right. contact. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You remember when uh, when it happened from? to Crocop and Crocop's leg folded when he got knocked out with that head kick from Gonzaga? Yeah, what the fuck was that all about? It was crazy, unbelievable, unbelievable. It's like he's out of Mongolia as well, right? Well, not out of Mongolia. He's born in Mongolia. Yeah, yeah. yeah interesting. So. I mean, who knows? I don't know an awful lot about either no, of them, to be know honest. Much about you. These two guys, very, I mean, even records, aren't they? Both nine and two. Yeah. What are the stats saying? UFC stats. Um, so, average fight time for Danar Batgrail is slightly shorter, uh, nine minutes, opposed to Nav- Natividad, who's nearly 13 minutes. Same reach, both 70 inches. Mm. Batgrail's an inch taller. High, much higher striking rate, no takedowns from either guy, no submission attempts. Right. However, At least we know how this is going to yeah. play out. Yeah, however, Natividad's got 100% takedown offense, although he's only had one fight in the UFC. And Alateng Haley was all over his uh, all over his um, Batgirl's legs, wasn't he? Because he's a good wrestler. He was the guy that got kicked to hell by... Um, I'm forgetting his name. I don't know. I'm not Ken, very good with him. Well, picks wise, Black Girls just knocked someone out. Yeah, and Natividad's just and been Natividad's knocked out. just been knocked out. So as as loose as that prediction uh, reliability is, <laughs> good effort. There. I think that's good what effort. we'll go for. I always start researching these cards, and then then it's the first fight that I decide I'm going to research is the first one that gets cancelled like the day before <laughs> yeah. we record. Which way round you research it? Top to bottom or bottom to bottom top? Bottom to top. So I know more about the guys at the top yeah. than the bottom. Yeah, um, there's more likely for crossover on the top ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, and less likely for people moving around and getting cancelled. Um, yeah, true. The next one is uh, Pat Sabatini against Tristan Connolly. Now, Tristan Connolly was the guy that fought Michelle Pereira on really short notice, right? And just waited until he'd got he'd ran out of gas. Mm. It, where was it? I was I was there for that. Um, I think it was in Canada, but it was just he just went. No, oh, it was the Gaethje Cowboy card, Vancouver, and uh, <laughs> like fucking what's his name? Um, Michelle Pereira came out bouncing off the fence and doing backflips and all that kind of shit, and and like. Um, uh, Connolly's just like nope <laughs> no, nope. uh, just we'll like see. We'll see. basic mid-level tough guy cage warriors standard like took the fight on short notice I mean he was just it was, but it was sensational to be in there on that night because yeah. it like like after the whole performance as well as I think um, Pereira missed weight as well have you, have you fought he- anyone who missed weight 
Um, I thought a couple of people I didn't see them make weight. Uh, <laughs> I was just wondering if there's like a little bit of bitterness. You're like, oh no, fuck, make yeah. you pay for that. You come in here with trying to get trying to get the edge on me with your weight. I, I you know, the thing is, I, I I don't ever feel like it was strategic back in the day. I never yeah. felt like like if I didn't see somebody make weight, then I'm like, okay, they, they definitely didn't make weight, <laughs> and that happened a couple of times, Thai boxing and MMA. But like that was. That was that was more of a that was a more of a fuck you. I was like, okay, you're trying to get one over on me. I yeah, understand right. what's going on. You're gonna force me to make weight, and then they're not going yeah. to. But then on the times when on the times when people were, were weighing in and were heavy, I never ever felt like it was a strategy thing back in the day. Fuck, it makes a difference though, doesn't it? It does now, yeah. But you know, I mean, like, like, even a couple of kilos yeah. when you're wrestling is just feels so much different. But I, I don't think I don't think it made as much difference back in the day because the gaps in technique was yeah, so wide. Right. Whereas yeah. I think now it's getting like this is why Gastelum's gotten gotten sorted mm. out and he's now finding himself at eighth because mm. the guys are getting bigger and stronger and better. So, but the, but the skills are rising up as well. The skills are coming up yeah. as well. Yeah, it didn't. It never really bothered me too much, especially if someone had tried to kill himself to make weight. I'm like, you're, you're doomed. <laughs> you're doomed. I'm going to hold that against you every round. Um, Sabatini's a lot of fun. He's got a very traditional style of style of striking. A lot of like switching stances and like shifting his weight from one leg to the next and then spinning kicks and he's not he's not particularly quick mm. but I think that actually works in his favour okay. and and that, and that's an odd thing to say especially when it comes to striking because you think the quicker you are the better mm. but oftentimes people move at such a rhythm a bit like Peña they move at such right. a rhythm that you expect something to land sooner than it does and the, the awkwardness of the timing catches yeah, you okay. you know well yeah. you know I mean you're Key Jardine it's, yeah, it's a, if there's one janky man out there, that's who it is. <laughs> he can dance like a motherfucker yeah, on that. I'm sure he Viking. can. Um, yeah, I mean, expectations are high on Sabatini. And I know he had a really no- bad arm injury. There's some noise, injury. isn't there? There's yeah. a bit of noise being made about him. Yeah. He had, a, he had a really bad arm injury. I think he was... Was he defending his belt? He's got a nice he like array his... of finishes on his record. Like he sees, yeah. suggests that he's quite well-rounded. Like the, he's happy to sort of play ball wherever, really. For sure. But the, the consistent thing is rear naked chokes. Is that the, is, and first was round Pat the guy who showed chokes. me earlier who who knocked the guy out like four times? Yeah, 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 yeah. Stopped him with punches against the fence. Titoni, uh, Jordan Titoni, that was CFFC eighty four. Cage Fury. Yeah. Just bleed, motherfuckers. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's got some. He's got some uh, rear naked chokes on his record. Coming off an armbar win, uh, but he had that stoppage against the fence with punches against yeah. Tony in the first round. But he was coming off an arm injury from that, which I think was quite problematic. It was. I, I've not seen the fight. It was uh, against James Gonzalez, and he, I think he was defending his belt. And uh, um, yeah, I, I know he was out for a while. That was twenty twenty, and he, yeah, he had two more cancelled bouts after that. So anyway, um, lots of rear naked chokes on his record though. Mm. First and second rounds, that's quite consistent. A couple of heel hooks as well, but super fast, like fifty seconds and a minute, uh, minute seventeen. It's got to be hooks. like that. It's got to be, it, you know, the pick's got to be Sabatina, isn't it? I, I mean, I would, I would think so. I, I would think so, mainly because, mainly because that win over Michelle Pereira was much down to the much more down to the fact that Michelle Pereira outperformed in mm. his cardiovascular abilities. Yeah, right. And uh, and and just or shot his bolt as we, as we like to say. Yeah. 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 
Like the the good thing with Sabatini is that he manages that that long distance range and has such a nice variety of striking skills that although Connolly's very effective, he might find himself just a, just a step behind. And then when it hits the ground, Connolly showed to have good ground and pound and top position. But I, I don't know how much of that was down to the fact that Pereira had just nothing done. left. Yeah. What did he have in his blood? Ampules of picograms. Oh, did he? No. What were you saying Who? earlier? What oh no, um, millimoles of lactate. There you go, there you go. Picograms, I thought we were talking about a steroid <laughs> ban there for a second. Well, I mean, you know, there is no way that Michel Pereira is the age that he is stated on here. I mean, he, there's no way he's 27. Wow. There, there is no way. Look at his topology picture. Like, he's 46, his topology picture. <laughs> like, he's a, he's a fucking body double for Antonio Banderas in that, in that photo just there from when he was on 13th Warrior. That's how old he is. He was the same age as Antonio Banderas in 13th Warrior, wow. which was made in 1987. There's no way he's 27 years old. <laughs> this, this, have you seen it? Are you on it? No, I just... Uh... I mean, it doesn't matter what photo you look at him, to be honest. But I mean, his athletic ability is is surprising and lethal, but you look at the, the record, the 11 losses on his record, a lot of those... Could have been, you know, the he looks illegal like he's got three against. kids. To be honest, that's what he looks like. But he's just—he just doesn't look like he's twenty-seven, does he? I couldn't no. believe that when they announced his name. Good age, that twenty-seven. You don't remember being that was a good twenty-seven. Age, 27. You don't remember being. Mate, 27. You didn't even have to warm up at twenty-seven. You just throw throw us in there. We're all good. Did you have town criers back when you were twenty-seven? <laughs> Mate, you're three days younger than me. It's a fucking long three days, though. And I'm telling you, it's a long Colin, three what's next? Days. Who we got? Um, hang on a minute. Let me have Hold a quick on. look. Where are we? Just drop this down. So, so you're going with uh, you, you're going with Sabatini, are you? Yeah, I'm yeah. going with Sabatini. Uh, Brendan Allen against Carl Robertson, who's difficult to find on Fight Pass because half of his fights are listed as Robertson. Oh, Everything is difficult to find on Fight Pass, and for some reason it's not. Apparently, it's just mine. But if I've watched a fight, I and I want to rewatch it, I can't skip through it. I have to watch the whole thing start to finish. Really? I don't know if it's because the iPad or what, but. It's, uh, That's weird. yeah, it busts my balls. That's weird. Okay. Uh, Brendan Allen against Carl Robertson. So Robertson subbed by Martin Vittori last time out, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Brendan Allen yeah. is, like, you look at Brendan Allen's record, he's got a submission win over Kevin Holland. Mm. Like, he's got a decision win over Kyle, uh, Kyle Daukus. He's got a, a grand and pound stoppage over Tom Breeze. Mm. You know, they're it, good. They're good, they're good, good wins. solid wins, they yeah. are, aren't they? They're, they're all good wins. And, you know, I mean, he's. Well, he's, he's, he's lost us outside of the UFC and LFA. He's lost to Anthony Hernandez, who's in the UFC, yeah. Eric Anders, who's in the UFC, and Trevin Giles, who's in the UFC. So all of his losses are UFC standard fighters. I mean, fit, yeah. you know, one of them stopped him, but it was decisions with the other two guys. I, I had a lot of fun watching his fights. I I, I watched his uh, Anthony Jeff, uh, Aaron Jeffrey fight again today. Um just to refresh my memory of how he came into the octagon and he's, he's, he's just got that, let's, let's get into it kind of vibe. You know, good grappling, solid knee up the, up the centre that dropped yeah, his right. opponent, jumped yeah, on his yeah, back, choked him out. So. I, I, I feel like Brendan Allen might have the experience to, to be problematic for, for Robertson here. So, I like Robertson, he just seems a bit unsure of himself sometimes in fights. He seems to have, he's struggling with the... the levels. The, the, yeah, the levels. A little bit like, obviously Marvin's of that of that level, Glover's of that level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, it might be t- it might be tough for him. I think this one. 
Yeah. I wonder why... I wonder, Was that Glover to share a fight short notice? Did he step in on short notice? I think he did, didn't he? Because he got no business being at, being at light heavyweight, that's for sure. Mm. Whoa. Batteries are charged. Errol, I was going to say. We don't hear that very often. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's just he's just a bit up and down, and and you know he's he's nine and three in his record. I I just I kind of feel like Brendan Allen might be able to kind of bully him a little bit, you know, like push him around and and nail him with some hard strikes to the body, which is going to slow him down and maybe I take think his so. back. And I think that's a good win. That would be a good win for for Allen. Yeah. And yeah, another one that that's yeah. I just wonder where the Carl Robertson. He's he's not even listed correctly on his on his. Uh, on his topology page. He, well, he's listed as Carl Robinson on his topology page. <laughs> oh, um, that's disrespectful, that is. It's terrible, it? mate. That's it's terrible. Mind you, after we've massacred those Chinese names that are further up the card, we should probably not yeah, dwell on that too much. I don't think anybody from China is going to be listening to this because no, they never know. Never know. We talk too much nonsense anyway in <laughs> the best Can't of times. Um, I, 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 like I said, I think Brendan Allen's going to take that. Yeah, I, I just agreed. think Carl Robertson's not quite, not quite found himself, and he's he's found his feet yet. He's a bit jumping up and down, and mm. yeah, I like Brendan Allen. I, I think he's, I like the, I like the way he conducts himself when he fights. You know, he's aggressive, he's to the point, but he's got skills to complement in every range. Um, Dwight Grant against Stefan Sekulic. Sekulic came in on short notice as well, didn't he? He fought Ramazan Amiv in his UFC debut. Yeah. That was on Fight Island. He, um, he was so excited to be there. And he's a heavy underdog. He's 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 been with the Serbian Battle Championship for pretty much his whole career, right? He's he, They've got similar, they've got similar um, experience. It's just that Dwight's been around a little bit and um, and Stefan's just been with that, that Serbian Battle Championship the whole time. Yeah. He's, I think he was supposed to be fighting Claudio Silva, Ramazan Amiv, and I think Sekulic stepped in short notice. I'm trying. I've just got right, a feeling okay. that he, he wasn't like he didn't show up fully prepared for the for his UFC yeah. debut. You know what I mean? And he was like Amiv just kind of walked him down, backed him yeah. up against the fence, and I got the impression from Sekulic that I mean he's a southpaw, isn't he? And he does he is heavy on his lead leg, but he's still got much more of a traditional kicking game. And mm. I just felt like he was crowded by Ramazan Amiv. He just, he looks he looked a bit a bit claustrophobic the whole yeah. time. I, yeah, I, I found him a bit mechanical. Do you know mm. what I mean? He was just he didn't quite find a a rhythm or a flow. He got pop he got popped as well, didn't he? I think he did a couple of years for. Oh, did he? Yeah, he's a bit roidy. I think he's a bit roidy out there in Serbia. Oh, is he? Um, but I mean, Dwight's coming off. Getting knocked out by Rodriguez, who we spoke who we spoke about last week, didn't we? But I thought he was actually doing pretty good. Yeah, he was doing. He was doing I really think good. Ryan Grant is good. He just yeah. he kind of blew himself out trying to finish and then didn't finish, which yeah, it was probably right. The, the mm. ref probably did the probably did the right thing. And then once he got up, he was sort of blown. And then you know Rodriguez has got some you know he's got some heat. Yeah. He just caught. He was skirting the fence, wasn't he? And then just got just got caught on a. I'm not sure of the right hand. But he looked, yeah, he looked, he looked pretty good before that. Well, in, I mean, he's hour. got a split decision against Alan Jaban, a split decision yeah. win over Alan Jaban, and and a, and a stoppage over Carlo Pedersoli, I think was Cage Warriors champ. Mm. Alan Jaban used to be one of my sparring partners. He is, yeah. he is good. He's a tough southpaw. He's, you know, he's, he's which is a, a good preparation for him because Sekulic will be a similar kind of fight. And Sekulic, like I said, he was pressured by by Ramazan. Even I don't know, has Dwight Grant's got the same kind of pressure and ability? 
but I, I definitely think he's got the, the striking skills to make this a yeah. make this a very difficult fight for Sekulic. Mm. I mean, you know, you can back somebody up with strikes w without having to pressure them with the you know with the threat of a takedown. Um, and Dwight Grant's comfortable in the UFC now. He's been a while. He's, yeah. you know, he's picked up a couple yeah. of wins. I think yeah, I think I think this could be tough for uh, for Stefan. I think Dwight might take this. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, this should be wild. Loads of fights to go. Yeah, on. It's the Randy Brown against Alex Oliveira. It should be pretty wild, shouldn't it? It should be pretty wild. Cowboys yeah. just two tall, rangy guys, aren't they? With six four, six three. Randy Brown. Yeah, Cowboys just wild, right? Mm. He's just one. Of, he's another one that I just never see him being able to put together a decent run because he's just too unpredictable and too wild. Like he just doesn't have a his base, either his base game or his base sort of mindset is not consistent enough to actually put on a decent run he's always going to have wild crazy like entertaining wins and then he's going to have some some losses that you're like mate you shouldn't have lost that yeah you know you lost that yeah he's, he's just a massive risk taker yeah and, and oftentimes it, it it does you know it costs him i mean that last fight against shavkat rachmanov he's that guy's really interesting I'm, i mean he's 12 and 0 and he's, he's lethal and like that it's almost like like the UFC kind of see Alex Oliveira like that. It's like, well, we're kind of not sure about this guy. Tell you, Let's throw Frank some chaos. Really odd yeah. shaped toy and see what he does. Exactly. With it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Let Let's send him this odd puzzle to try and figure out. And yeah. See if we can, can do that. Yeah. Because that I mean that that is he kind of is that like he was a tough puzzle for, uh, for a few of these guys, but you know. Like Gunnar Nelson didn't have it all his way with him, managed to turn it around. But the, yeah, like that's that's the thing in it is like he's difficult. Mm. He is difficult. He's just too unpredictable to do anything more than be the the odd odd shaped toy. Yeah, but the problem is, is he too difficult for Randy Brown to deal with? Is the question? Because maybe Luke closed yeah. him down, didn't he? Didn't he pretty close? And then and then Vicente stopped him with hammer fist from the bottom, which was a really odd finish. It was kind of like the Kevin Holland, yeah. uh, the Jackery fight. Yeah. But it was just just hammer fist in him, stopped him like that. Mm. That that's the thing. Is like there's been a couple of times when he's been stopped, and it's not been the most orthodox of methods. And then you look across the octagon for uh, you know Alex Oliveira, and you're like, well, he can you know just mm. spinning elbows and. If you want an orthodox, and, he's yeah. got a bag full of it. He's got this really nice. It might be remedial for you, but he's got this really nice like. He, he stands high and then drops his level and sort of drags you back and then he stands high and drops you level drops his level and drags you back and they follow and then he and then he throws that rear leg kick mm. it's beautiful like it's te it tempts you in tempts you in tempts you in whack throws that just throws that rear leg kick he's, uh, it's a really nice little uh, technique he's got so is he too much of an odd shape I think he might be a bit, he's a bit too much to handle I think but again it kind of depends which Cowboy turns up, you know what I mean? Like, who knows? Who I knows? just, I feel sometimes he's a bit too comfortable with not winning. Mm. He doesn't like losing, but he's not bothered about not winning. Mm. Like, he doesn't have that, I am going to stop you taking this from me. He's like, ah, well, you know, you got me. Yeah. It's a good shot. This was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I think he might, it's, it's tough to say with him, but I think he might, he might have a little bit too much for, for Randy. Yeah. I think he performs to his ability. It's, it's a problem for, it's a problem for mm. Randy. I think he's a bit too chaotic and Randy's... A, I mean, Randy's got a great, great straight attack game, you know, yeah. straight punches and kicks. And he can utilise them, but also Alex Oliveira is quite tall and rangy himself, isn't he? And the problem with straight attacks is that you've got to be sure that your opponent's going to stay in that line. The benefit in sweeping attacks is that you can kind of 
you can cover a bit more distance and they might move into it Mm -hmm. if they move away then you might catch them up whereas a straight attack that that misses just misses yeah and that might be randy brown might find himself throwing jabs over Oliveira's shoulders all night um interesting this is a this is a a fruity one isn't it Anthony Smith against Jimmy Crute. Yeah. 34 and 16. Yeah, been around, hasn't he? Against 12 and 1. Yeah. But do you feel like they're similar? There's there's a few years between them, but they're similar in some ways. I think they're similar. Yes, I do. I do, absolutely. And I think that... Obviously, obviously Anthony Smith's got a vast amount of experience, but I do feel like, like... you could say, okay, well, half of those fights equate to a lot of the experience that Jimmy Crew would have had in training. Because mm. it was almost like, like Anthony Smith fought MMA before he knew what MMA was. Mm. Like he picked up a flyer in a subway about cage fighting. He went uh-huh. along, they were an opponent short, and he put his hand up. Wow. And, and the interesting conversation I had with him is, he's, you know, it's ever since he felt that moment where he was scared and he was walking in there can't leave it alone he's been trying to find it again yeah and he hasn't been able to and he thought that john jones was going to be able to give it him and it wasn't yeah. and that's why he was so like deflated he, when he, he, when he caught, caught it in the headlights but didn't he like it like, no i don't think it was that i honestly don't think it was that like i spoke to him a couple of times afterwards oh, he was underawed by him. underawed by him he was like oh how can you oh, by standing across from john jones because because i don't think john jones really hit him with anything that that like surprised him or hurt him in a like you know even if he got hit with something and it hurt he was like well that hurt the right amount <laughs> right you know what i mean i know that's kind of a weird thing to say yeah. but he just was he expecting like a super like superhero strength or something i think he was, i just think he was hoping to be intimidated by john jones and when he stood across from him i don't i don't think he felt much less than john jones as a as a, a human being that makes sense he got beaten up then though oh he did get beaten up <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah, but well, he also yeah. didn't do anything so, so you you obviously you not obviously know Anthony. I, I don't know him, but he's like when I listen to him talk and then like, and then I watch him perform. I'm like, this is this is not the yeah. same guy. Like all those things you were talking about, I do that because you like you completely understand this sport. Like yeah. I love listening to him, and then he just can't quite put all those things in place. Mate, when he sat down in front of us fight week before he fought Shogun, and he was he was like as soon as he started talking, I'm like. Mm. Who's this guy? This is not. This isn't the yeah. guy I've been researching. The guy that's just like some kind of wild man. Yeah. Like I didn't. I just did. I didn't expect him to have the same kind of the, the level of comprehension that he does. Yeah. Like he's a deep thinker. He like he understands the game, the ebb and the flow of it. He understands the t- the tools that he brings to the table. He just doesn't always apply it. Mm. And I think that sometimes you just lose a bit of focus. And I think he, I think he wants to feel that adrenaline and that fear. Yeah. And I think that's when he's at his best. I mean, you can imagine that burglar that yeah, broke into his house. Shit out of him, didn't can you imagine? Yeah. Like, if, if, if John Jones broke into Anthony Smith's house in the middle of the great night, fight. that's a hell of a fight. <laughs> maybe that's how we start doing it. Maybe, maybe we'll do like, like Home Invasion. Home Invasion FC. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I think that, uh, I, I, think, I think it's all about how he feels about his opponent. And I think, because Anthony Smith's not in a great place at the moment, like career wise, like he's slipped a little mm-hmm. bit, hasn't he? Like I mean I know, he know, I know the, he's got that. Yeah. He was like the He was the He yeah. was coming, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean and I still think he's got the potential. I, I I don't think he's I mean, you know, he's got sixteen losses on his record. I don't think he's I don't think he's down and out and I don't think he's easy to defeat mentally. You know, I I think I think it's a case of having a couple of good performances and rallying back around himself. 
finding his confidence and and uh you know and having another having another run he he's, he he feels like one of these guys to me that if it clicked everyone is in trouble yeah like if he could just string those like what's it did though didn't it like it looked yeah. like it clicked like when when he fought right, and then he got to, then he got to jones mm. like it yeah, like it, that you know i suppose it did click and then he got his title shot was yeah. underwhelmed by it but then came back and beat it came back and beat gustafson yeah you know which you know but then like like losing to glover to share that i mean that that is glover to share that's that's who he is and what he does like you can like he's elite at doing that yeah like yeah. it's funny because glover to share like glover has become like baseline mma for me mm. like if I'm talking to, if I'm like, if me and V are discussing something and we're talking about a particular fighter, I'm like, he's he's brilliant at that range, mm. but the bit he just needs Glover to share her. He oh. needs that. He needs that foundation of, well, I can move forward with my head off the center line and I can hit a good jab cross and a hook, and I've got a level change and a, and a power double and a single yeah. leg and a really strong basic jujitsu game. Yeah, I can like, shit out of you on that. That's on it. The, from top position. That's it. Yeah. And, and if you're fighting Glover Tashira, you can crack him, you can knock him down, you can break his nose, you can cut him up, and he goes back to my Glover Tashira foundation. Yeah. And look at what he did to Thiago Santos. Yeah. Like, th there aren't many times I get it bang on in War Room. That one was bang on. Like, you, if, you you're tearing me up, if you're tearing me up to say, oh, yeah, you get it right all no, the time. I'm not, I'm not. It's not happening. No, because it, it's just, MMA's chaotic and that's how yeah. it is, but... That was like it's just like the fight this weekend. Like the war room was easy to do because it was obvious what was going to happen. When someone fights Glover to Shearer, you either knock him out or he's going to Glover. He's going to grind you to yeah. death. Yeah. He's going to put. He's going to. He's going to big brother you. He's going to take mm. you down. He's going to beat you up. He's going to choke you out. And that's what he does. And like, like that's yeah. like it's not a bad like. It's not like from a coaching point of view. It's like right, level one. We've got to get Glover to Shearer into you. Exactly right. Okay, you've got level. You've got Glover to Shearer level right now. We can look at some of this more, you know, fancier and more advanced stuff up here. But we want everyone in the gym. We need you to be able to Glover to Shearer when you need to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like th think about this for example. Like imagine imagine Jake Paul comes into the gym. He's three and zero professional boxer. Just knocked out a former MMA champion. Yeah. And now he's decided he wants to go turn to MMA. I'm like, okay. That's the problem with gobshites that would never happen. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm not. No, okay. I'm just hypothetically speaking, if that was. He wasn't a gobshite and he got the bog for MMA. That's it. The yeah. point is that he's 24. If you can yeah. give him two or three years of hard focused Glover to share a foundation training, then unleash him upon the, the local MMA scene, the yeah. guy's going to put a dent in it. You know who we should Glover to share or up? Who's that? Everyone. Well, everyone. The yeah. whole world. Just blanked on his name. Well, why do you think about that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a quick... Oh, shit, cards for. Oh, no, since when? I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> not, not, I checked it a little while ago. We're at... Hang on, I'm so tired. I'll delete some stuff. And we'll pick up. Yeah, let's... <laughs> Sorry about that. Whoops. The uh, memory card ran out, and I'm, I'm just not very good at these things. I was never born Where to are the Raptors? Raptors. Oh, oh, we've got right. one back now. They'll <laughs> so be back soon. Once he's released from quarantine. Um, okay, we'll just we'll just jump straight back in at the Anthony Smith, Jimmy Crute one, because you didn't make a prediction for this one. And we're hoping that Amy can recover the audio from the iPhone, because it sounded all right. It sounded, yeah. It sounded pretty all right. good. We apologise, but we're, you know, like I said, we're not very good. Amy will sort it out. 
Um, She's the audio specialist. <laughs> Anthony Smith, Jimmy Crew, make, make your pick and then let's talk about Chris Weidman and Uriah. Well, it's a big test for, for Jimmy, isn't it? It is, a it, big, is. it is a big test. It's a big step up. It's You, you can clearly see what's happening. He, you know, th- this will be a huge name for him if, if he can win it. And um, he was great against uh, Bukowskis last time out. I thought he'd shown some improvements in his game. Yep. Because that was a tricky fight. Same when he fought Alex Shajuk. Mm. The, the, thing, the thing is with, with Jimmy Crew is he's got Dan Kelly and... Yeah. Um, uh, Sam Greco. And Sam Greco yeah. in, in his corner. And they, they're both wealths of knowledge. Mm. And they both understand MMA as well. So they can put their knowledge into him and... You know, this is the young, young bull's first big test. Yeah. Big test. Yeah, I think, like so. he's, I, I think everyone else he's fought is. I mean, maybe Serkinov. Maybe Serkinov yeah. was up there. You know, Serkinov kind of. He's one of those kind of kind of you know yeah. benchmark guys, isn't he? And he didn't quite manage to get past that. But I mean, he's got other good wins on his record. But it's his, his last two in particular have been the most impressive because Oleg Shajuk, although he's undersized for light heavyweight, he's a you know he's a smart, heavy-handed fighter. That he's good at, you know, cutting people down, and you know he, he got caught in a Kimura in that one. And then Modestus is, you know, a, a tall, rangy cage warriors yeah. champion, difficult guy to face. The, the difficult thing here with Anthony Smith is that he's a he's a wily veteran. Mm. You know, he's a black belt Brazilian jiu jitsu. He's he's been in there with the best in the world, li- literally. Yeah. So like well, I mean, John Jones to Jimmy Crew on his back. What's Jimmy got from that position? Yeah. I think it. I think Jimmy's going to be difficult for Anthony Smith to take down. Yeah. And I think Jimmy's going to be slightly faster than Anthony Smith on the feet, but I don't think his, his striking's got quite the diversity. Mm. But it, that, I mean, that doesn't, that's neither here nor there. I mean, Anthony Smith will be throwing front kicks up the centre, but Jimmy Smith will be, you know, basic boxing combinations, chopping low kicks. He's going to be very strong in the clinch. But Anthony Smith, if he takes him down, might be able to wear on him and, and you know, use that Brazilian Jiu Jitsu experience to. Do you think he's? Issues. Do you think Anthony's got the? If they keep it standing, Anthony's got the precision and the tricks to lure Jimmy into getting caught. I think I think his best option is probably to return to those elbows that he mm. that he uses so well. I mean, you know, the his close range punches are really well. So as long as he's controlling the center and keeping Jimmy backed up against the fence, he might be able to pepper him and walk him onto something. Um, but I, I I do think his best route to attack is probably to take him down the first round and kind of I can see him in like you know like cross body control like turtle position just like controlling his wrist and beating him up and Jimmy yeah. just kind of accepting being there and being frustrated yeah like yeah. that that's a way I can see Anthony Smith winning this fight but I also can see Jimmy Crute just boxing I just like, clever I just feel like Crute's yeah. on he's almost no exponentially getting better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's this is why he's got Anthony Smith, right? This is his this is his next exactly. test. Exactly. I think he might might edge it. Yeah, I think he might that. edge it, yeah. yeah. Tough like Smith's just been in there with so many incredible names, he's just sort of seen it all. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna lean towards Anthony Smith. I can mm. I can see him maybe maybe getting a rear naked choke in yeah. this one or something. I I just, I just think he's ground experience, it, yeah. yeah. I mean that's a lot of fights. I mean it's it's fifty yeah. fights, isn't it, compared to yeah. thirteen. Um, All right, let's see. We'll go, I'll go with the young bull. Okay. You go with the experience. Chris Weidman against Uriah Hall. Why aren't I excited about this? Are you excited about it? No, not, not I'm, really. I'm just not... I don't know what... 
I don't know why particularly other than, you know, maybe they're both coming towards the latter stages of their career. I'm just not blown away by it. I mean, the thing, like, Weidman's... Wyman's peaked, if we're honest. Mm. Like he, like like we've seen his, we've seen his best performances, and you know, I mean, he ended man, he Anderson Silva. He was the man reign, for a couple yeah. of years, exactly. absolutely. But like people forget that the, those Anderson Silva fights were eight years ago now. Yeah, like we all yeah. think of Chris Wyman and think, oh well, you know, he's you know he's one of the younger guys in the division. He's he's had a rough six years. He has had a, he's rough had a six really years. really rough six years. And you know, you know where it all went wrong was that spinning kick against Luke Rockhold. That was the point where yeah, it all fucking fell apart for him because it, he was winning that fight. But he's fight. never thrown a spin kick since. Never. He's like, He'd never thrown one before, year. that was for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it, like after that point, he just... Well, he just I don't think he, I just don't think he, he, can't, well, he never got back into that fight and it allowed Rockhold to get in and get the belt off him. And then after that, Yoel Romero flying knee, which just about yeah. separated him in two. Then he fought Musasi, who was incredibly difficult to fight, and that was that controversial, you know, was his hand down, etc., yeah, etc. Yeah, et yeah. Win over Gastelum, but losses to Souza and to Dominic Reyes well, at two hundred five. He popped up to like heavyweight to see, yeah. see what that felt like, and then he's come back down to, to yeah. middleweight to fight um, Akhmadov, who Akhmedov. was a former uh, welterweight. Yeah. I mean, he's a good, you know, a good wrestler, but a decision over Akhmadov doesn't do a lot for Chris Weidman's yeah. reputation. Yeah. Like I just. Like when he beat Myers, Munoz, called out Anderson Silva, beat Anderson Silva, beat Anderson Silva again. Like he was everywhere, wasn't yeah. he? He was just like he was the he was, no, he was just the, the boy. He had his moment. He had he had his moment absolutely. And and you know Uriah Hall coming off the the Ultimate Fighter, like I mean he had that viral knockout with that spinning head kick, didn't he? Yeah. Like people were were all over Uriah. Like like he was going to be able to do that to everybody. And 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 what was unfair on him, I think, as well, is that. Like everybody at that point was like, so who's the next Anderson Silva? You know, and he got like, put. It got put on your eye, didn't it? It got put on him. You know, really and, and he lost to he lost to Gastelum by split was, decision. That was a big upset, and then lost to John Howard straight after. Was Dana on the train? Dana, was it Dana that was like super pushing mm. him? He just came out and he was Dana like, kept this talking the, about the knockout. This is the next one, man. Yeah. This is the next one. He kept talking about the knockout on the on the, the season. Quite, the it just didn't happen that way, did it? It just didn't no. quite come through that way. But he's on a, I mean, he's on an old guys tour now, isn't he? He's just beating Anderson Silva. Yeah. I, I actually have not watched that fight. It's one of the very few fights recently I've not watched because I just don't need to. And I kind of don't need to see this either because Weidman's past his best. And I, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's why I'm just not. Yeah. I'm just not that excited. Or the context of everything else that's on this card, it's just a bit like, oh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the I'm thing, the thing it, is but... with Uriah, he's got some really, really good skills. But there are small windows of time mm. in the fight where he can apply them because he doesn't he doesn't have Glover to share her. Yeah, he doesn't control the. I hope that got picked up on the phone because otherwise you're going to think we're fucking talking nonsense. <laughs> yeah. um, Slowing down a touch too, and he's just not he's not he as sharp as, bit, it, as you know. he was. And I think back to that that Musasi win that he got. You know that spinning back kick. That's a good example of like he threw a jump spinning back kick, caught Musasi right in the side of the face as he was level changing, and everyone was like, "Oh, we're going to need to try that one again." Like that that shouldn't have happened. Musashi should have beaten yeah. you, you know. So yeah. then, like he came into it was was it UFC two hundred four? It was around that same time. Um, anyway, he came back into that next fight and he was just he was just pissed off. Mm. He was just angry because it was like, wait, oh, it come come off two losses as well. Just stop stop by Derek Brunson. But it's I mean you know he can be dangerous and I think to Chris Weidman he is going to be dangerous. I could see him catching Chris Weidman with a head kick. With a you know with with a 
sharp knees to the body and stopping with elbows I can standing. See him, or, I can see know. him winning it. Yeah. I'm I'm just so vanilla about which way it goes. Like I just, like hmm. Yeah, I can see him winning, but you know, you can see Chris sort of grinding. Like Chris has a he has a good fundamentals game. Yeah. You know, he could he could probably hang with him standing, he could probably wrestle him and put him on his back and and beat him up. He's you know, he's at great risk standing. Weidman is. He's at great risk. He's at great risk standing. Yeah. yeah. There are a lot of ways into his game for Uriah Hall. It's, it's why Anderson Silva wasn't taking him seriously. Because he yeah. didn't feel like he could get it's touched. Funny, he's coming out of Saralongo, do you know what I mean? You'd think. Yeah. Yeah. But then, we'll try and get but mystery. Then, we'll try and get mystery down to For sure, yeah. They're, they're a great bunch of guys. But I mean, you know, the, the Saralongo uh, team, they're not known for finesseful strikers. Mm. I mean, if you look at the guys that are coming out of there, back in the day, Matt Serra, uh, yeah. um, Pete Sell, you know, Jan Valanti, Alaya Quinta, they're all bangers. They're all yeah. guys that are face tough, first. Let's tough jersey. Fight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and, that, and that's, that's, the, that's the culture in the in, in the in the environment, in the the the, the uh, gyms that they're training in. And Chris Weidman's, you know, he, he's got finesse in his games to points, but it's, it's when he's got his hands on his, on his opponent. Mm. Like the reason he knocked out Anderson Silva was A, because Anderson was underestimating him and B, because, you know, he got told to punch a hole in his fucking chest. You know, he... he kept stepping through with his yeah. feet yeah that's the trick i remember that it's so amazing, vividly like, like anderson what silver falling in slow happened? motion yeah what just crazy. happened and then the second time around where everyone was like oh what's gonna happen this time it's gonna be not gonna be as crazy as the last time oh well oh. i illegally streamed that and it cut out just as he threw the kick <laughs> literally just as he threw the kick it just cut out i was like oh what's everyone going on about yeah. Yeah, um, I think Chris will grind that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think Uriah is going to take that one. Yeah, yeah, I do. I yeah, do. people have been asking for my predictions on the comments no, no, a bit no, more. I don't, I don't know why. I mean, it's not like I'm going to be any more right than Ollie, and he's wrong all the time. So, well, I just why you just keep going the opposite, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to look great. <laughs> okay, we're into title fights now. Okay, which, so now I'm excited. I, I can legitimately talk for th- for two hours on these three fights. Let's just make sure everything's. Yeah, we're still recording. now. I'm excited. I hope Amy can fix that that thing. She will. She will. I believe. I'm just not meant to be a raptor. Okay. Right. First of all, tell me why this is this fight's below the strawweight championship. Don't know. Can't figure that one out. Don't know. But then they've loaded the prelims with Chinese talent. So maybe they've bunked Zhang Wei Li up higher on the card. You know, as a as a salute to uh, mm. to China and to the Chinese fans. That oh, to the sense. money, to the money, the money. Yeah, Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. course, that's they oh, salute money. I say fans, I mean yeah. dollars. Yeah, they. Um, <laughs> I wonder. I think they've done a Chinese deal, network TV deal. I think I don't. Okay. I, I'm not sure, like timeline wise, where that is, but I'm pretty sure they're on free to mm. air in China. And that and would I imagine looked, this will be on that for sure. And that wouldn't have looked good if the person that Zhang Wei Li beat for the belt in seconds is above her on the card fighting for another belt. Potentially, <laughs> that's a good point. There but they go. did Photoshop my tattoo off when <laughs> I was fighting GSP. That, you know, that would have caused all kinds of problems. all kinds of trouble. There'd yeah. have been there'd have been riots in the streets. Yeah. They would seconds have a, before they would have a pirate commune in in uh, China if that had happened. The regime would have fallen. <laughs> oh, oh, what a weird species! The world's crazy. Isn't it? It's, it's, it's crazy. crazy. It is. It is. You end up burying. We're going head in the wrong direction. I can't yeah. help but feel we're going in the wrong direction. No, it's like it's like that. 
it's like that uh, swing in it. You have to go all the way one way to, to come back the other way to find that's somewhere it. that's militant veganism but, all the way yeah. through to carnivore diet exactly and then yeah, you go right. back to keto on the opposite yeah, side yeah and then you it? swing a little bit oh <laughs> well, eat a little bit of everything now. oh, oh yeah, balance okay. <laughs> balance everything out don't eat too much <laughs> and exercise oh, okay sweet yeah. I'm still working on that balance myself I'll be honest Yeah, but I'm only 38 I mean when I thought I this was a consultation age, for a second then <laughs> <laughs> trying to get free information out of you um, um, she's amazing isn't she Shevchenko. Oh, yeah. I thought Lady Gaga, for whatever reason, I thought you were going to go off on your tangent about how much of a big fan Lady you are. Lady Gaga? Yeah, I know, I know you're a big fan Lady Gaga. Well, go on. I actually watched with my daughter, watched The Star is Born last night. Have you, have you seen it? No, I haven't. I no, think no. you'd like it. Would I, yeah? Yeah, I think you really would like it. Yeah, surprisingly, yeah. having Lady Gaga and you liking something in the same sentence, but I do think you, I do think you'd really like yeah. it. You should watch it. Did you see that reaction of uh, with with The Rock? He had his daughter on his knee, and they were watching Aquaman. <laughs> that was funny. It's on his no. Instagram. Yeah, I saw I saw Wad and Ollie and uh, and Owen had both liked it, oh, nice. but it was like he was sitting there with with his daughter on on his knee, and and he was like. Yeah, he's pretty pretty yeah. awesome in the Aquaman. She's like, he's yeah, in he's reasonable <laughs> shape. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, anyway. Okay. Yeah, she's. I just. Yes, Valentina Shevchenko is is absolutely spectacular. It, she's yeah. she's she's very smart in the way that she applies her fights, which made it very frustrating when I was trying to when I was doing inside the octagon trying to build playlists on her. The difficult the difficult thing to what. What? What? Which show? When I was working on Inside the Octagon, that old oh, right. show that, previously. You know, the, oh, okay, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Hammering the nails into yeah. that coffin. Um, <laughs> they still going? I think so. Yeah, oh, okay. I think so. I don't anyway, know. I mean, I'm not. On, carry on. Carry anyway. on. <laughs> um, <laughs> playlist. She's difficult. It was to, so difficult yeah. to build playlists with Valentina Shevchenko because with a playlist, you're trying to find the highlights of each round. And the, the the best and worst thing about her game is that there are no highlights. It's consistent oh God, all the way through. I do through. know what I'm going on about. Like, she manages range very well. She's got a nice variety of attacks, but she doesn't waste any energy. She's not throwing unnecessary stuff. So because- we call her spectacular, but she's not actually spectacular, right? She's, she's just really good and really competent with, you know, she has some great straight punches and she sort of layers stuff on there, but she's not like wildly spectacular, no. is she? I know she has some spin, I know she has some spinning attacks and what have yeah, you, yeah. but it's still grounded in some very fundamentally good skills, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. She, she's got the Glover to share her and she's yeah. also got now a she's sprinkling layered some of, stuff on, yeah. 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 She's got a sprinkling of other stuff as well. She, she's a, she's a very skilled and talented fighter and, there's a blueprint, a blueprint for how to beat Jessica Andrade. It doesn't mean it's any easier to do, and I think this is the right weight class for her. Because if you think she was a bantamweight, mm. she was thrown around fighters like Raquel Pennington. Mm. She moved all the way down to strawweight because flyweight didn't exist for women, and now she's gone back up yeah. after being the champ. Like that's a twenty pound drop. It's it's a massive amount of weight for her to lose, and she was in incredible shape at strawweight. But you've got to think. Half a training camp must have been it's about getting, in that, getting in that shape. And well, you know, shape as in body composition, not even like fighting. Exactly, shape. not even. Like, yeah, she's always you know, going to yeah. be in good condition. It's actual yeah. weight is, yeah, is, yeah. The, is the, the the challenge, the focus. But then, like that first fight that she had at flyweight against Chukagian, who was just coming off her title shot, and she wrecked her much quicker than Shevchenko did. Mm. Like body shot, folded her. Yeah. That's the that's the intangible. It's that that's the. She's so hard. Valentina's just so hard to get hold of, though. Like you can't is. pin her, you can't pin her down in space. 
like? And it will be a bigger octagon this time around. Yeah. You know, that's another thing to consider. Um, but but then, you know, the, the, the other interesting part of this is when they do lock up, it's not like, it's not simple for either lady. Mm. Like Shevchenko's got great overhooks and hip throws. She's got great inside and outside trips and reaps. Andrade is constantly going to be trying to lift her up above her head. Yeah. And, and Valentina, yeah. sometimes she comes in and she's like, da, 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 da. And if she just, yeah, just one mm. overcommit yeah. commitment there and she's just going to get ducked under and, yeah. uh, uh, and doubled. It's, it's the same thing. And, and weirdly enough, Zhang Wei Li's in a similar situation, but differently because Rose is all about clamping on to jump on the back and Rinnick mm. and choke. The vulnerability is still the same because Shevchenko and Zhang Wei Li both throw spinning kicks a lot of the time. A lot more so for Zhang Weili, and she does miss a lot of the time as well. But in that fight against Rose, if she's spinning and Rose is stepping in, she's going to be body locked and climbing yeah. up and trying to choke her. Yeah. Shevchenko might find Andrade in the back just trying to suplex her. And yeah. anybody can land awkward on the back side of your head and get knocked out. I mean, we saw it happen to Rose. Yeah. And, and I just, I feel like Andrade had the horsepower at Bantamweight. She was ridiculously strong as a straw weight. I think now she's in the Goldilocks zone. She's mm. just right. You know, yeah, she's, she's, right. she's in that place where she's got the she's right. She's right there in the Bermuda Triangle again. That's it. She's, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Man, my my gut is Valentina is too, too competent at the things that make the biggest difference. And she's hard to get hold of, and I do think she's going to get in some trouble if you know if Andrade can get hold of. Her. I do think she'll be in some trouble, but I think she's she's very elusive and she's very smart, and she seems. My perception is that she she gets this game. Mm. She she gets how to move. She gets how to move move her opponents. She just gets it. Yeah. And when you get it, when it clicks, it's you know that's why you're the champ over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, like that, that head kick setup that she used against um, Jessica I. Mm. That, that's that's one thing that stands out in my mind. Again, because this is Southpaw v. Orthodox. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, yeah, this is Southpaw v. Orthodox. Jessica Andrade, she's aggressive. She's in a straight line. She'll chase you around instead of mm. cutting you off. And she's she's reckless in her attack, which means that she's pro- it's not particularly calculated. So she's probably not even going to have the comprehension of the calculation of Shevchenko. So the longer she spends at distance, the more danger she's got of yeah. leaving herself open in ways that she's probably not realizing. Yeah, and that that's the that's the the good thing about Shevchenko, as well as that straight attack, because you know Andrade does come in quite square. Yeah, you know, like you, you want you want a, a, to to a degree you want to be relaxed. You know, so you're not holding too much tension and mm. burning the, the energetic cost to that. But Valentina has this posture where she's like stiff. You know, like if you drop her golf ball on a hard surface, she just like pings off the floor. That's how she moves. It's like yeah. she's so elastic. And when she moves in and out, it's just like ping, ping, mm. ping. Is there I, a word for that? Well, elasticity, like, yeah, yeah. like. Yeah. But it's like a torque, isn't it? It's like Yeah, a, but torque is like. It's like a prepared movement around a joint. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's, it, yeah, um, yeah, reactivity. So she's very yeah. reactive. She has, you know. It's like she's loaded like a catapult. Yeah, you know yeah. What it's I mean? like at a, any point the, the you can spring just go is always, <laughs> the spring's always sort of crushed as so you're just waiting for it to, to yeah. let it go. Yeah. 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 And, and like Zhang Wei Li, I know we keep bouncing back and forth, but I feel like she's a lot like that as well. Mm. Like she is quite relaxed, but at the same time, there's that, 
there's a tension in her frame. There's definitely tension which in Which you don't see in Rose. Like, Rose is, like, Rose is more, she does what Masvidal does. Like, she bounces in and out with a long-range stance, but then she'll drift side to side and then bounce in and out again. Like, there's, there's a lot of similarities in these top three fights yeah, and the way yeah, that they play out. That. Like, Shevchenko's got to do the same thing to Andrade as Whitaker did to Gastelum this weekend, just outside of striking range. Because then before Andrade can do anything, she has to step forward. Mm. She's got to cover that distance. She's got mm. to do something to cover that distance. Now, I can Wei see Li, that going down that way. That's, yeah. that, that, that's a, that's a she'll good... She'll just make a chase. Yeah. And it, yeah. she'll peel off and run away. And then, she, then she'll peel off and run away. Then the third time, she'll stand the ground and go, bam, 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 bam. Yeah. Inside trip, take down, and then maybe even disengage. Mm. But I think the, the, the transition to the ground is the danger for Shevchenko. I think once she's there, she's all over Andrade again. Okay. It's the transition is the dangerous part. Same mm. with Rose. Like, you know, Rose can keep her at a distance if she's not too overzealous as we saw in the first round when they fought but yeah. when she clamped onto that Kimura trap it was the third time it happened and she was lifted like that's the danger for Andrade is that is the transition into close range same with Chukagian she was closing her down ah, bam 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 yeah the more I think about that the more I think about that I think Shevchenko that's how it's going to play out she, she's going to Whitaker it and she's going to stay close enough to tempt you, but she's just out of range. She'll she'll just pick her apart. Yeah. I mean, obviously she could get that wrong, and then she ends up on her back with you know you know Andrade on top. But I yeah. would think that you know my my pick would definitely be Valentina via that via that um, strategy. I think it, it's 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 definitely her fight to lose. But the reason why it's interesting is because it's like well. She's got to she's got to be on point, on a game, mm. accurate, not overextending herself for twenty five minutes. Mm. And Andrade can fight hard for twenty five minutes. Yeah. It's not like she's gonna fade. Like that's something that, you know, Usman can use against Masvidal, because Masvidal does fade in twenty five mm. minutes, but Andrade doesn't seem to. No. And without that without that stress of the weight cut down to that that crazy weight she was trying at, yeah. you know, you'd think she'd be She'd be topped up and good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think Shevchenko is going to pepper her from a distance. I think in grappling exchanges, as long as she's safe in the on the way to the floor, she'll be fine when mm. she gets there. Um, yeah, I'd be surprised to see that, you know. Yeah. You know, surprised to see it another way. The, yeah. This next one's far more competitive in, in Zhang Weili and, and Rose. And, but again, like there are similarities because Rose has kind of got to do what Shevchenko does, but Zhang Weili's considerably more technical and dangerous than Andrade. This is this is a much closer fight, right? Much closer. Yeah. 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 And I got a good question on the war room about the difference in power between the two. And I, and I don't, I mean, you can correct me because you, you've got the, you've got the sports science background, but it doesn't seem to me like, like there's a, there's necessarily a difference in power. It's just that they come from different ends of the power spectrum. So Zhang Weili is strong with a bit of speed and Rose is fast with a bit of strength. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, like, mate, I wonder what a power output, like a mechanical power output differences. Because, you know, we talk about this all the time. It's ir- irrelevant because timing, precision overrides it. But just on a, in a mechanical sense, you would think um, Weili would... Would maybe have could produce more power, but yeah, you're right. She produces it a bit more mechanically, whereas whereas Rose seems to produce it through a bit more Kevin Holland. 
bit more yeah, whip. Just a, yeah, yeah, a bit more whip, mm. a bit more m- m- momentum into it. And yeah, almost like a loose, it's almost like a looser punch, isn't mm. it? Yeah. Um, I, I think like Rose, is, Rose, like I said, has to do the same thing as Shevchenko, has to kind of do the same thing as Masvidal in some ways. But she has to do it on a much on a much higher risk because like Andrade's error is tiny. Yeah, sure. Like Andrade's direct attack is is dangerous and explosive, but once it's once it's coming, it's on its way. Yeah, and you can you can dodge it or keep away from it if you've got the right footwork. With Zhang Weili, she'll happily stand her ground and and trade as soon as you step into range, but she won't necessarily give chase. Yeah. So like the thing that Rose is going to be challenged with is getting around that inside lead leg. Because what it seems to me like Zhang Weili, although she stands orthodox the majority of the time, her left foot is her strongest foot. Okay. So she kind of stands like heavy on her rear foot and then she skips and kicks with the with the lead leg. And then she'll skip and kick to the body. And if she misses, it comes straight back into a hop side kick. Mm. It's like she retracts and goes straight in with a side kick. Nice. Now that, that's something that could be problematic for Rose if she's if she's trying to get Zhang to miss the low kick. Because then she'll go she in and out of range, onto that miss the low kick, kick, walk onto the side kick. Yeah. 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 She's a bit like the people's champ, Rose, isn't she? Like people, a little bit. Proper lover. Yeah. 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 We'll see. Um, I, I mean, I'm sighing a bit with Zhang Weili, I think. Yeah, I think Ray's are thin, but I think overall, like if she was a top chomps card, she would just have the edge. You know, and just she's just mm. a little bit better at most things. Yeah. Apart from if Rose clamps on. That's it, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, it's the wacky races element of the top chomps card. You know, yeah. it, it's the it's the moment where Zhang's been cruising for two rounds and she's a bit comfortable and getting kind of bored and starts throwing back kicks. Throws two, throws three. Rose steps into one, jumps on her back, and then like the the, the other thing I like about Rose's rear naked choke is it's a, it's a difficult one to defend because it's palm to palm mm. and she just, just she, yeah <laughs> forces it into place. Yeah. So then the hands that you're trying to fight are over your shoulder here. Yeah. It's, it's much easier to grab the top hand and pull and it down it than it is to try one, yeah. and fight those. Plus, you're pulling at gloves, and the referee will warn you for that as well. Mm. You know, you, you kind yeah, of you kind of guarding almost, your grip yeah. with the gloves. Yeah. Um, and, and and you know the the one other thing you have to think about with, with Rose is that when Zhang's throwing her kick, she is on the center line, and and a few times fighters have kind of bulldozed over her because mm. she's she's stayed quite central, and you know Rose could find a way through that. But like I said, the danger is if she misses the kick, goes straight into a side kick. I, I, and, and I could talk, like I said, I could talk for ages about this. I also think Zhang's ground game is massively underrated. Mm. I know we've not seen a great deal of it. She's got great outside trips as well. And it would do her well when she's clinched with Rose to keep her in front of her because Rose taking the back is problematic. But Zhang body locks and trips. She's very effective with that. And she looks crazy strong, strong when she gets her hands together, doesn't she? Very strong. And that yeah. little transition she had against Jessica Aguilar, you know, she she got a triangle from top position, rolled to her back, couple of elbows and, and caught with the yeah. Yeah. It's a really tough fight to call, that is. It Isn't really it? is. I mean Zhang Zhang's ahead on, on my stat card mainly because of experience. And and I also think psychologically you know, Rose has always got hurdles to jump when she comes to fight week anyway. Mm. And, you know... Zhang just seems stoic. Like, yeah. she just doesn't seem bothered. She's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course, this is what I'm doing. This is what I was 
made to do. Yeah. 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 And her loss, her one loss on her record was her first pro fight. Imagine mm. that. Imagine losing your first pro fight and then going on a 21 fight win streak. It's crazy. Yeah. Which way are you going? Zhang. Oh, yeah. Zhang Weili, yeah, I think so. So Shevchenko, so both both champs to maintain their belt. Uh, yeah. Are you going into the main event with the same idea then? No. You think Masvidal's going to do yeah. it? Yeah. I fucking love Masvidal. Yeah, I do, but I, I, I still think it's going to go the same way as the last time. Do you? Yeah, I, I kind of I don't do. watch the war rooms, but if, I don't watch them because, because otherwise I'm the, just going to yeah. regurgitate what you've just said <laughs> on the war rooms. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, we, we chatted before, we touched on it earlier. I love, so like, they're almost opposites, right? The yeah, two very. of them are like almost opposites. So, Jorge has this, I need to call him George then. <laughs> Hold on, I'm just transitioned a couple of <laughs> generations there. Jorge has this like big personality and he has this persona around him that he's obviously built and he's, you know, a backyard YouTube sensation brawling yeah. with like, you know, he's just as a youngster, like pretty much cleanly shaven and going, he's, you know, now he's in his Chanel robes and he's, you know, doing, doing, doing whatever. And he has, whether you sort of resonate with him or not, he has this, he has a persona, doesn't he? He's mm-hmm. built, he's built a character. He's got, yeah. you know, he's got, he's got a character and it, it sort of falls you into thinking that there isn't a really, really smart fight mind behind that, but there is. Mm. And he's, um, yeah, I just think he's, he's a really, he's got so much, he's got so much experience on his, on his resume and there's probably double that underneath his resume that you're never going to see anyway. For sure. And I, I always say it's about pictures. You just keep seeing, you keep seeing pictures, you keep seeing pictures until you understand the game. And I mm. just get it. Like, there's nothing you can do. I haven't seen at least once. Look, I've got all these fights. Like, I've seen everything. So, and then <sighs> Kamaru, part of me doesn't know why I don't sort of resonate with him a little bit. But he's just kind of a bit, he's a bit cheesy and he's a bit, He's a bit, you know, his persona is not as interesting, is it? It's mm. not like... It's not as palatable. No, he's not as cool or whatever. Or whatever. But, I'm not sure what it is, yeah. but he's not... But I think that's partly because Masvidal... Masvidal is who he is and he's not really bothered if you don't like him. Yeah. Whereas I kind of feel like... like I don't know. I mean... I mean, they're very different fighters, aren't they? They both they both seem to be coming to the, to the same thing for the same reason. I don't I don't think. I mean, I think Masvidal's more money driven now because he's realised that he's got it's to finite. Make it pay. I need yeah, to, yeah. yeah, he's got yeah. to. And for me, there was a shift when he did that reality TV show. Like right. it just like it came off the back end of that, and it was just like, oh, I just need to live life and have fun. Yeah, and 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 it transferred into his game in in you know quite a quite a noticeable way. But like you said, the gaming and the you know like he had a he had a fucking poncho on in Mexico City and a big hat looked like a bandito. It was wicked. He's just having a laugh, isn't it? Yeah, he's just, just having yeah, a good time. It so not, it's like it seems... you can't blame him because you, you're not you can't take him too seriously. But that's a part of his game. Yeah. It's a part of his bluff. Yeah, like you don't take him don't take him too seriously. Like like Jorge is an out and out fighter who has learned athleticism and he's bolted on skills to amplify his, his fighting over time mm. and then you've got you know you've got Kamaru who's an athlete who has added some fighting skills outside of wrestling obviously yeah. you know, he was you know in extensive wrestling background he's he's bolted on some skills to the point that even last time out he seemed like he'd amplified that jab like mm. something we hadn't really seen from him as competent 
as he was. Yeah. Um, but I don't. But the 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 little bit that Jorge has that out and out fight bit, like I'm like Kamara is incredible competitor. I'm not sure he's an out and out mm. fighter. Do you know what I mean? And and that's not to say yeah. one is better than the other. You know, it takes a mix to 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 bring these guys together. But I I don't know I don't know whether whether Kamaru knows whether he's got that in him because mm. because I mean he's eighteen and one and that one loss on his record it was I think it was Alex Caseros's brother he was he was three and three at the time and it would I'm sure I've watched the fight anyway it was one of those kind of things that as soon as it happened Usman was like that shouldn't have happened yeah that that fight was made that was that fight was there for me to beat this guy and he didn't and it was it was probably just a really silly slip up that that he you know it kind of haunts him. But eighteen and one is like that's a record of control. That's a person mm. that fights out of a good good point of control, and so he he might not have ever needed to have been in the trenches. Yeah. Like even when he even when, you know, even when he had that that fight with the uh, Colby Covington that was a bloody fight, he wasn't really damaged. Mm. He wasn't really hurt by anything that Colby did. Yeah. Like at no point has he really had to dig deep. Like cardiovascular wise, maybe a couple of times, but for the majority of the time, he's just shut people down, yeah. and he's been in such control that, like, the control has overridden the need for anything else. It's like Askren's grappling skills have overridden the the need to be a decent Developed boxer. Striking, yeah. Do you, you think know? the animosity between him and Jorge might bring that out? Like he's clearly like, right, motherfucker, you know, there's no excuses this time. No. Let's have it, and then shut your mouth. Not at all. Not reckon. Not at all. I don't, and this it was it was a it was a beauty in Usman's game that I I hadn't discovered before the Gilbert Burns fight because I was too focused on the the the, the fan in me which is a little bit just bleed mm. and a little bit like I can see you're just holding him now like yeah. either take him down or either break don't hold him there and stamp his feet like there's a yeah. part of me that is watching the fucking screen throwing popcorn at it like <laughs> I didn't pay for this I mean I didn't pay for it anyway but that's beside the point you, you know what I mean it's like there's a bit of me and I when I'm watching him I get that I understand why people feel like that because even if you even if you can't fight and you're not you know you don't have those skills like you can tell when somebody else is not wanting mm. to fight and that's mm. where it's frustrating and mm. and when someone's got absolute control over someone it, Absolute control is impressive to a point where you stop doing something with it. Mm. And that's where it gets frustrating. Yeah. And like when he fought um when he fought Emil Mech and he just dominated him for 15 minutes, Mech was angry, he was frustrated, wasn't particularly hurt, he was a little bit bloodied. Yeah. But like that was after that was the fight where Usman went to the mic and he's going, I'm a problem, and he kept repeating the same thing. And then he's like, That was 30%. I'm like, well, give us Why? a bit more then. Yeah. Like if you get give to us 60, you gotta finish. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's always the story in his corner going into the fifth round. Like you listen to Henry Hooft um mm. when when he fought RDA. Like he beat the snot out of RDA for 20 minutes, and his corner team were going, finish him. Yeah. Go and get a finish. And in moments where he had him up against the fence and he was like, I could break and strike here. He's exhausted. He's small. He's, you know, the fight's gone out of him. I could let him wail on my face right now and he's not have the power anymore to hurt me. Mm, I'll take him down. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, it, ah, Even the fact that the corner hell. would have to say that to him yeah. probably tells you enough. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was like, just too safe. Yeah, of course was... I'm going to go out and finish him. Right. That's what I'm here for. Exactly. Like, the, that's, that's the bit where... Like Masvidal has that chip, regardless, mm. 
And when he comes out in the first round against Usman, he fights like, I'm, I've got the finish. I can finish him. Yeah. Whack, whack, whack. Man, that first minute of that of that. It's not even a minute, fight. mate. It's 15 seconds. It's 15 <laughs> seconds. He was on his back at 4.46. Oh, really? Clock. Is that how long it was? Felt like he must have thrown like about 20, 20 strikes in that. He threw five or six kicks, but Usman caught one yeah. and took him down. But then, like like the other thing that, that Masvidal was very good at, and you know, bear in mind how much experience he's got, is he knows how to play the MMA game. Hmm. And that's that's a good counter to Usman because Usman's a good competitor. So Usman's going to go five portions of five minutes. This is my game plan for each one of these portions. This is how I'm going to beat him. And if the finish presents itself, I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, I think his confidence might be a bit higher given the fact that he's just stopped Gilbert Burns. Mm. But that's the reason why the psychology doesn't play in. Because he was just dead stone cold with Gilbert Mm. Burns. There was no emotion towards him at all. And I don't think Masvidal would get a rise out of him in any way. I think I think Burns would be a tougher test for him than Masvidal to keep himself together. Mm. Yeah. yeah. See the thing is like thing is with Masvidal, like you said, he's got that he's got that dog in him that like as soon as there's a bit of space, he's gonna try and take a chunk out of you. Mm. But the moments in the fight are gonna be fractions of each five minutes where he's got an opportunity to do that. And the rest of it is gonna be a bit held up against the fence. Or defending takedowns up against the fence. Yeah, and he's, he's it just wears that pop out of him, doesn't it? That it does. pop is the thing that that will get him the finish. Like if he, if he can, like the conditioning that he came in within the last one. I know, I know, like six days notice, and everyone was saying he was training, etc. It's not, it's not the same though, is it? No. Like you, you just, you're not gonna do this, those track sprints or no. those hill sprints, or you're not gonna dig into that that mm. twenty five minute gas tank that you yeah. need to and hollow it, hollow your lungs out for that. It's it's just you. I think yeah, you have like, to have the carrot get dangling in order to get that out of you. Sometimes I think there are a few maniacs out there. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But just live on that vibe. But fighters ebb and flow, and a fight takes so much out of you, especially when you've had you know fifty odd fights like Masvidal has. I think it gets to the stage where you're like, the fight's not mine. Okay, let me pull back a little bit and manage himself. So that fight wasn't his until a week before. Yeah, and I think if you look at that first round and how quickly he faded in the first round, if he can take those moments where he was able to break with an elbow and caught him with a couple of kicks, if he can extend those fractions into the following rounds and play that, I'm not going to win on points, but I might hurt him bad. Yeah, that's where it gets interesting. I can, for I can see him like yeah, but you're dreaming. I can just I can just see him opening him up. I can see him finding space to open him up a little bit and then then what's it gonna look like? Then what are we gonna see? We're gonna see you know, Usman find find the anger and and come after him or, or, or what, you know, like I don't know, maybe I'm being maybe I'm being fanciful but the, the okay the thing the thing if I, if I'm Masvidal there are ways into Usman's game but he's got to he's got to set him up and he's got to create those opportunities like he did against Darren Till mm. like level change so forcing Darren Till to put his arms out and then level change and throw a hook over the top like you know he, he built yeah. that narrative in that fight the problem the problem against Usman is that he, he he's not gonna, he's going to close you down so you're up against the fence not having time to set those yeah. those traps in place. So like the burst attacks that he's got are 
I've got to be more reactive in the moment because I've only got a short window of time before I'm clamped onto it against the fence again. Kamara probably doesn't like respect his wrestling enough to flinch to a flinch to a you know a fake, does he? I don't think so. And I think I think if Masvidal decides that he's gonna that he's gonna faint, Usman's gonna know for sure that it's gonna be a strike. Yeah. Because well, why would he grapple? Yeah. I mean, you can like Colby Covington decided not to grapple against Usman because it would have been a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Right. Well. I, I could literally talk about this this fight for days. It is fascinating, and it and you know that, but like their records, their rep, their reputations, their style of fighting is so synonymous from the different. It's like it's like Zhang Wei Li's on one end of the power spectrum, the strength end. And roses on the yeah. the speed end. Both got it. Both Just have comes got it. Dif- comes a different way. Exactly, but mm. but then in a different way, Usman's on the control end of the spectrum, and Masvidal's on the chaos end of the spectrum. Mm. So you've got Mas- Usman coming through high school collegiate wrestling, which is all about control, and you've got Masvidal fighting unlicensed fights in backyards, which is ultimate chaos. Yeah, isn't it? You know, what a great like yeah. story to come to the top. Yeah. yeah, and they've right. had twenty five minutes against one another, and they both got tired. They both got tired, mm. but the reason that Usman got tired is because we know now his game plan was not to wrestle and clinch because he was supposed to be fighting Gilbert Burns, mm. and that was a fantastic performance. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It's one of the most. He's probably got the best straight punching in in mixed martial arts right now, Usman. But that's crazy. It would he could have, can he can have developed that seemingly div- upskilled that so fast because we haven't really seen that not to that degree not to that sharpness and accuracy no no we haven't but but at, at the same time like throughout his career we have seen it like he he put um Sergio Marais down with a straight right against the fence yeah. and it was a bit smothered and a bit chaotic which is why people didn't really appreciate it but then uh Damian Meyer as well dropped Damian Meyer with a straight right against the fence and Damian Meyer was just slightly out of range which is why you know the knockout didn't stick but it's like he's been finding his range and it's not quite been there, but he's also not allowed himself to test it because he's been fighting guys that are, you know, dangerous, you know, dangerous grapplers, dangerous strikers. I mean, Damian Meyer and Gilbert Burns were the only two guys that he really wanted to roll the dice on with his striking. All the rest of the guys he clinched, apart mm. from Colby, obviously, but he, I mean, that was where, that was really where we started to see his straight punching shine through. But, yeah, but, the, jab, but the jab is it's it's amazing and it's ambidextrous. Yeah, but the limitation the limitation to it is that the reason that you can't see it coming is because the punch is chambered. But the way around it, like I was talking about with Shevchenko teasing range and exactly what what Whitaker did against Gastelum, if he forces um, if he forces Usman to step to punch, yeah, that's a tell that's much more easier to spot than than his hand leaving his shoulder. Yeah, so he's just gonna have to he's just gonna have to play on the edge of that range and tempt him tempt him forward. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Man, I can't wait for the ride along. It's gonna be fun, it's isn't gonna it? Be a lot picking of fun, this yeah. apart. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. Are you are you going with Masvidal then, just because you're a dreamer? I I yeah, I am going with Masvidal. Yeah. See I I think it's I think it's gonna be very similar to to the first fight. I think Usman might find opportunities to use his straight punching later in the rounds. But I, th- I think he, I think he's going to come and compete. Mm. I think he comes and competes. I mean, he's he, he's the best around at competing, right? Yeah. Because of his history and because of 
his his skills. Mm. Yeah. And and this is where like you know it's it's all it's interesting because you go like right well like if Askren was fighting Jake Paul in an MMA fight, Askren would have been all over Jake Paul. No, probably doubt. would have probably would have ended in the same time frame. Yeah. If exactly yeah exactly it would have <laughs> right. been the opposite way around. But then if you take Usman out of a controlled environment, a sporting environment, and put him in a fight situation. Like these guys are throwing down in the changing rooms of a gym or a yeah. bar. That's when you get, that's when Masvidal, you know, that's oh, when his, his internal qualities come to the surface. Mm. And I'm not saying necessarily he'd win, but in those circumstances, you, you, you're not holding somebody against the wall in the bar for five minutes unless you're waiting for the police to arrive. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, if it's, yeah. if it's a fight, yeah. Masvidal's biting you and headbutting you and, you know, get away with what he can. But in a sporting environment, because there are limitations to that dogged fighting mentality, mm. competitors show through. And Usman's ability to compete is why his jab is so is so accurate. Because like, like you get a beginner and you go hit that pad. There's two ways they're going to do it. They either go and put their hand on it and don't pull it back. Or they go and try and blast the pad yeah. off your hand. And the majority of people that get into fighting and got, get to any level of competition... They've still got that. That yeah. yeah. Imagine how out of control Masvidal would be if he was the champ. <laughs> it would just be out of control. He'd run the show. He? He'd run the show. <laughs> He'd branch off and do his own thriller type shows. I reckon he, he could reckon? do that. Yeah, Masvidal could do that. Yeah, he really could. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him box one of the Diaz brothers. I think that'd be really good to see. Because I think he'd be. I think he'd be quite slick as a boxer as well. Mm. I mean, not you know, not nearly as polished as some of these lifetime boxes, but certainly enough to make it very, very yeah, fun make to watch. It interesting, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm sure you are. I am absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Cool. All right. Done. Nice one. Easy. Catch you next time. Uh, Unbound Merino. X brain. X brain. Full reptile, of course. Of course. That's it. Cool. See Catch you next week. time.